Hello and welcome to episode 132 of the Ram and Tile podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Angel. And for the first time in a while, we have a third chair with us. He was on once before. Kevin. Only hey, once? Yeah, yeah, only yeah, once. only been once. He didn't really? even like to say what's up. How rude. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's our guest. He's our guest. Look at this face. <laughs> everyone on everyone that can't see his face, it was a good face. Go, go ahead. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, when, you were last on for what? I feel like it was like... I think it was probably like about 25 episodes ago. Yeah, like October of last. So mm, it was the, uh, the talking points, right? It was, it was the episode talking points, and we talked about a lot of things we're going to talk about this episode, like Amiibo and 3DS and things. But anyway, this episode uh, is called The Force is Strong, not because of Star Wars, but because of a different sci-fi universe, Metroid, as I have impressions of Metroid Prime Federation Force I'm going to share. But the punny name also works on a second level, because we had a surprise in town direct on Thursday, and... Uh, I feel like, maybe it's just me, but I feel like there's this kind of general assumption that the 3DS was basically done when Pokemon Sun and Moon came out, like that was the last hurrah. But now, this Direct has shown us that actually it's still going strong, the Force is strong with that too, out of nowhere, so now we have that to talk about. Mm. So, um, yeah, so in this episode we're talking about the Direct, not just what was announced, but also like the bigger things we could kind of derive or take away from what was announced, uh, plus we have some indie news. Does Federation Force Impressions and you, Angel, we're going to talk about Mario 64 DS, correct? You, you played it again, right? Sure. Okay, cool. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, there's timestamps for us at Rantel.com. Regular listeners know the drill. Just go to the episode post for this episode and you can find them there. But we should probably start with the direct. All right. Like, that was a big thing. So, as I was kind of saying a second ago, it really did feel like the 3DS just went from 0 to 60 in terms of, like, people having things to play on it it went from just a few things to a bunch of things there were 18 well i mean you say that but it's like i mean well fine as a whole yeah i definitely agree with that i thought the 3ds was gonna have nothing and all of a sudden it has a bunch of games but like as far as like me personally it went from zero to one (laughs) zero to one and maybe two I mean, I guess we'll touch on this one. What we actually are we exactly now. using for this? Uh, I was using a speedometer. He was using <laughs> literal games. Really, he thinks cars go by game per <laughs> game per uh, game per hour. But no, it's. Um, I was just saying it went from like yeah. there's nothing to now there's like whether it's not. You get a lot of mileage from some games. I mean, if that's the special people you had a sixty though. <laughs> yeah, that's like you're that's the car if you just let go of the brake. So basically, Nintendo just let go of the break is what you're saying. But no, what I, guess, uh, what I mean is, like, yes, for each of us, I think we're going to talk about this a lot, in that there wasn't really any pizzazz to sound. Like, the games didn't have... It wasn't, like, didn't have mind-blowing. That yeah, they would it, assume that a uh, regular Direct would have. Exactly. But there was well, still I think the 18. fact that it was a 3DS-based Direct already took out uh, a lot necessarily. of... Not necessarily. There could have been some cool stuff, but we'll get to it. But yeah, the fact that there's only 18, um, there are over 18, shows that, like... This thing's not going anywhere. I don't think we're talking about every game. Unless one of you want to talk about uh, Disney Magic World 2 or Alolan Rattata in Pokemon Sun Moon, I think we can skip some of the news. But there is some other stuff we probably We're not going to talk about Alolan Rattata? I, go ahead. You have the floor. Um, I just wanted to mention that I thought it was actually really cool for them to just be super upfront about the whole origin of how Alolan Rattata came to be. How Rattata's overwhelmed the island of Alola and then they introduced um, the Yongus to the island that weren't native to run out the Rattatas, and then they went into hide in the cities, and then they became nocturnal, and that's how they got dark Rattatas. With little mustaches? Oh, yeah. So it's the movie Willard. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. Yes. Pretty much, like, um, when when they were first announcing the the Alola region Pokemon, like, Jason and I were talking about how, I think it's cool how they're going more 
science-based, how Jason had this whole issue with Pokemon, like, oh, it's like our world, but with Pokemon. And then he kind of started losing interest when Megas came in because it started getting a little more fantastical. But now that it's going into more speciation and natural selection stuff, back on board. it's kind of more like, oh, this makes sense kind of thing. But like, I like I, the I, idea of Pokemon being a parallel of our own world. I mean, like, I, I, kids, like, I, mean, like I personally don't like that. But I mean, I mean, I like this alone with Pokemon, but I personally like I love the Mega Evolution. I didn't really care what the justification was for making the Pokemon have look the way they did. But I thought this was a cool like little touch. Like, all right. Right. It was mm-hmm. weird that, like, they've had Pokemon Sun and Moon news every two weeks. Pulverizing Pancake was for... pretty cool looking, too. That is cool, actually. But they've um, they've had Pokemon Sun and Moon news for, like, two months now. Every two weeks. Then a direct rolls around, and the most they can muster up is a Rattata. <laughs> like, a little odd that they... Like, they went over yeah. Z-moves, which already knew. I mean, the pre-order they... bonus of the Snorlax, or, well, the Munchlax well, is th- cool. Well, this wasn't, like, a Pokemon-focused uh, direct, so... They just kind of threw it through yeah, the bone. They, yeah, yeah, just threw, yeah. threw the game of bones. Like, hey, yeah, this game is still coming out. Here's, yeah. here's a little bit of news that, yeah, <laughs> I mean, to I did, keep you excited. I did find a country thing that they did, I guess, reveal in this direct that on top of type Z moves, you now you have Z moves for specific Pokemon. Oh, that's true. Which is, like, all right, Back that's kind of adding another layer to it, so now... There's like two separate things to worry about. Like, oh, are they gonna? There's a Snorlax out. Is they gonna have the normal Z move for normal types, or are they gonna have the pulverizing pancake? Right, which is a great name for a move, by the way. Yeah, it really is. Um, yeah, I feel like Pokemon Sun and Moon though. Like that was, it really did feel to me like that was gonna be the big finale for the 3DS. Like it made sense to mm-hmm. be. It's like the biggest high budgetist. That's not a word, but most high budget 3DS game that's been out like all year, if not in the last couple of years, and it seemed like a last hurrah, and then. 18 games later, we now know that's not the case. And I think um, what's interesting about that is, like, it's kind of significant not just because it shows the 3DS is still alive, but it kind of tells us what, what's, how Nintendo's going to handle 2017. Like, once the NX arrives, what's going to happen? Because 3DS sales haven't, they haven't been stellar for a while now. I mean, minus last month's Pokemon stellar. Go New Galaxy style, new 3DS XL. What a horrible name for system. We'll talk about it in a minute. I but, remember uh, why I haven't been on this podcast in a while. Yeah, because <laughs> their products have seven letter or seven word names. But um, no, what I was gonna say is like the system hasn't sold that great. Um, minus Pokemon Go's bump. So I think it was safe to assume that like as NX came in, 3DS would go out. That's what's happening with Wii U. Wii U is basically dead. So as NX comes in, the Wii U will just slowly fade into the background. Rip in peace. Exactly. But but then, like, it looks like Nintendo's actually doing the opposite and now wants the 3DS to stay because they, they probably realize they could keep two revenue streams going instead of just one. So, fair warning, here comes a bit of a rant. I thought about this. This is, like, the first thing that came to my mind at the end of the Direct. But, um, yeah, I think what they're doing here is they're realizing the 3DS can actually become the budget system. They can actually squeeze more money out of that thing. And it you can see it in what they show in the Direct. Mario uh, Sports Superstars coming out in spring spring is after the march launch of nx um, literally recycling recycling two games they yes, already made yes like which, they look like carbon copies they are that's the like that's thing. the only reason i'm like kind of hesitant on buying it because i i want to do i just want to play with the soccer and the horse racing just to see what that's about yeah and mario world horses look weird i don't know why they just look weird yeah they, it's a carbon they copy i'm buying I love the Mario Sports titles. Oh, no way. I mean, I like them, but like, I, I already have like Mario Golf on 3DS and Mario Tennis. It's like, well, I guess they're all in one game. Well, that, that gets to a whole other issue I have with this Direct, which once I'm done with, once I'm done with that rant... But they're also not there. Mario Strikers <laughs> or Mario Sluggers. No, they're not. They're all like the half, ha- well, haphazard. But even then, so this thing comes out after 
the NX technically launches. And then after that, we got Pikmin for 3DS, Ever Oasis, and now the Just Delayed Dragon Quest VIII, all of which are just coming out in 2017, which means probably after NX. So we went from a system that seemed dead, you know, a week ago, to one that actually has four pretty major releases post-NX, most likely, which is kind of interesting. And then if you look at stuff like Street Pass Update, if your system is on its last oh, legs, yeah, if it's going to die... Like, if they're laying, sunsetting it this year, which we now know they're not, why would you finally address every concern everyone ever had? And all like, now we can have 100 people at our gate? Yeah. Oh, that so would have been so perfect for every convention we've been at for the last five years. Five years, yeah. Yeah, but there's that. There's, like, the fact that you can now collect multiple puzzle pieces at once. Everything is streamlined. There's Thank five God. new games. Like, it's about time they did that because it was super... That's why I stopped doing it at conventions. It just got too repetitive and tiresome. But, but isn't that only for Street Press Premium holders? Yeah, but apparently if you bought some of the game bundles in the past, you might get some of the features, is what I've been reading. I haven't checked myself yet, but like the way they define it's a little weird. But but yeah, so all that's happening on a system that we thought, again, a week ago was dying. So clearly it's not. And I think... No, if anything, it's like picking up the slack from the Wii U. It's like, oh, let's dump all these games that will... Yeah, with the Wii U. Well, yeah, because the Wii U, it used to be 3DS and Wii U were the two revenue streams. Then they went, well, NX will be our revenue stream. But we could also keep selling 3DS and get money that way so we can keep the dual revenue. Because, I mean, the 3DS can be pure profit at this point. Like, this whole overlay of, like, an old system and a new system they did a decade ago. I don't know if you guys remember, but in 2005, and I guess a small part of 2006, the DS and the Game Boy Advance were side lived side by side in, in perfect harmony. They were, like... Literally, Nintendo had two handhelds. It wasn't like one was favored over the other. The GBA had, like... It just kept bringing money while the DS was building up momentum. And then when the DS Lite came out and the momentum really hit its stride, they slowly faded away the GBA. So I imagine we're going to see that with the NX. I mean, because GBA got good games when the DS, after the DS launched. Like, it had Drill Dozer, DK King of Swing, which isn't the most revered game ever, but it is really fun. A Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, that's somewhat high-profile. Donkey Kong Country 3... Mario, Mario Tennis, Country 3. That was the best one, and don't ever suggest otherwise. No, no, no. no, no. I'm not saying it's not, but that's support, though. I mean, no, but they, they, that one was a big holiday release for Game Boy Advance. Like, they did a whole ad campaign. They sent it to, like, pe- uh, Nintendo's Sage people, us, on their forums. I know they added new. random helicopter levels. They added random, those were not as good as the rest of the game. Well, hmm. it's interesting because it's actually fact that Donkey Kong Country 1 is the best Donkey Kong Country. I mean, it, I it, actually... I think it's... I'm actually know Mike. Donkey Kong Country 2 is the best one. I mean... Oh, we're not going to get well, into this. Well, here, here's the thing. We're totally... We're, I do love that we wait, let me finish. Let me finish my Game Boy point, and then we'll, then we'll revisit this. All I was going to say is like... Best music. 2005. I will give you this. Okay, you know what? For, forget my point. We're, DK, we're Donkey Kong. The DK2 has best music? It's on like Donkey Kong. Okay, forget <laughs> that for a minute. We'll get back to my Game Boy point. Three had the worst character in Baby Kong. You mean Kitty Kong? Kitty Kong, yeah. But the game was really good. That's my whole... That's not a very convincing argument, but that's the argument I'm going with. <laughs> was Donkey Kong cases. Country 3 the one where... You fight like, by multiple... throwing stuff into the background? Well, wasn't it... There was, like, multiple paths to each level, right? There's like uh, there's well, I mean, all Donkey of Kong Country Kong Three had an had overworld, that. like like a world where you literally just like walk around. Yes, yes. It and did. then when you get to like a campground, then it turns into normal Donkey Kong Country. Well, the overworld was just a level selection. It's no different than like Mario World. It's you're making it sound like it's this whole crazy. Well, no, thing. because and that one they get to like sometimes rent out a, well, a, a ski boat or something. Oh uh, yeah, what? It was a bad overworld. It was like just like Sonic Adventure One has a bad overworld. Sonic Adventure <laughs> One isn't good. If you're listening to this, just know that. 
<laughs> Please note that our special guest does not represent the views of uh, Ram Nintendo as an entity and is expressing his own personal opinions. There, we can't lose any viewers or listeners. <laughs> but uh, actually, I too. I'm sorry without... that you like that game. Sonic Adventure <laughs> Two is the one that's actually really good. But... Sonic Adventure Two is amazing. Yeah. Especially the one on GameCube, GameCube board. Yes, was awesome. yeah, battle. Battle yeah. was the best, yeah. Was the best. I like that, uh, how you, what do you call those? Chow, Chow's, 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 I like the Chow Guardian. So, 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 so DK2 is awesome. the best, and we're not mm-hmm. talking about Sonic. Yeah, we're, we're all over the map. So I'm going to reel it back in. Chow Guardian supported Game Boy Advance. Game Boy Advance is what I was talking about. Watch me bring it all back together. So 2005, Game Boy Advance and DS. Um, yeah, the point I was going to make is, like, it had good games. Also, Mario Power, uh, Mario Tennis Power Tour, which is, like, the best Mario Tennis they've ever released, I would argue. It had a really good RPG mode. Um, oh, here we go. That's the one of the tennis game. Yeah. But my point is that a lot of games, they even released the Game Boy Micro that year, which while we're on the topic of best things, is I will stand by this till the day I die. The Game Boy Micro is the best Nintendo handheld, like physical hardware thing they've ever so done. It is so tiny. It I mean, is so quality. It's so, so small. good. It's so like, good, though. I played it before, and it's just too small. No such thing. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, go back. Shut you down. <laughs> no such thing. No, but it, uh,. It, I, uh, I'll lend Can you, you go back to your regular 3DS after having a 3DS XL? Do you want the screen like half that? No, but I went from Game Boy Advance to Game Boy Micro. Game Boy Advance SP to Game Boy Micro. I know, it's like mine. a downgrade. But no, it's not because Game Boy Advance well, I mean, was I guess it's, out. Well, I guess so, SP to Micro feels more like a downgrade. I mean, when you're no, putting no, it away. Well, hold on. Okay. If, it's more compact, so the pixels look tighter. So it actually made Game Boy Advance games look significantly better. I know, they look crisp. Yes, I, I'll give it that. Crisp. But it was just tiny. It's just really well built. But my point was, <laughs> there's so many tangents. I was going to say, if you look at 3DS in 2017, and you look at Pikmin, Mario, the Mario Sports compilation, Ever Oasis, whatever else Nintendo may be doing, it kind of parallels everything I just rattled off about Game Boy Advance 2005. And on top of that, Emily Rogers on Twitter, who I know some people think she doesn't know what she's talking about, some people do. Either way, she's claiming Nintendo's supposedly going to be supporting 3DS up through 2018, at least part of 2018. And cool. that would mirror Game Boy Advance perfectly. Because Game Boy Advance is supported for about 18 months after DS came out. 3DS would be roughly 18 months after NX comes out. Yeah, it's, so it it's worked for them before. Why exactly. wouldn't it work this time around? Yeah, exactly. Oh, one other little parallel. Pokemon Sun and Moon comes out just a few months before NX. Pokemon Emerald came out literally three, two or three months before DS. So yet another parallel thing. I never played that generation. Sapphire, uh, Ruby and Sapphire. I have Ruby. Yes. I had to think about that. That's how much I played it. <laughs> oh, Did I, you ever... Oh, no, you, you didn't get back into Diamond and Pearl. Yeah, I, I played that game after I beat Diamond. A friend of mine let me borrow and then gave me his Ruby and then all of a sudden I played it that way. And then we were like, oh, that's cool. So then we just did the whole Poke Park thing when you put it on the bottom of the DS right. and then capture the Pokemon. That's cool. Right. Um... Where was I going with that previous point? Oh, yeah, the parallels. I had one more thought in my rant, and then I promise the rant's over. Um, as I say, so if we now look at what they did in 2005. It's like a happy rant. It's, like it's, when it's almost as a rant I picture, like, yang, like yelling. and Nah, rant. When I say rant, the I The rant already came from me talking about Sonic Adventure 1. Yeah, that was the angry rant. Yeah. Uh, no, but I was going to say, if, like, if you look at 2005, and you look at what's going on with 2017, I think Nintendo, we already saw the parallels, so now whatever they're doing next is probably going to mirror it, too. So what I think that means is the 3DS is going budget. Because in 2005, you can get Game Boy Advance SP for only 80 bucks, while the three, while the DS was like, mm, what? You can get the, the 2DS for 80 bucks, right? Exactly. Exactly. Is that a coincidence? I don't know. But I imagine... <laughs> I imagine... That, I mean, if the parallel's literally there, and I imagine as time goes on, the 3DS is going to drop in price. The new 3DS will drop in price. And I think we're already seeing What's them... What's the lowest you think they'll go? 100. 
I think the 2DS XL? No way. Yeah, I think the no 2DS way. can 2DS go down XL. to 60. No, they're going to phase that out is my theory. Really? Here, the XL. Well, yes, because here, here, look at what they're doing already with the 3DS. They're already making it the budget system. Nintendo Selects, they're promoting like crazy, and that's just re-releases of old games at cheap prices. They're bundling everything a lot more. They just put out that Mario bundle with 3D Land pre-installed. And all the new 3DS XLs, namely that new Galaxy-style, new Nintendo 3DS XL, what a horrible name, that seems like it's clearing out merchandise. That seems like they're emptying the warehouses. They're trying to get rid of them because they don't want to sell the thing that has the worst profit margin. How much is the MSRP right now? On the uh, the XL is 200 And what's the regular? I believe 179 but I think the Mario bundle they're selling. Okay, yeah, there's no way they're going down to 100 That's They could. Maybe 129 That's what the DS 129 yeah, that's, but they that's could more do reasonable. I think, I mean, the GameCube I feel like, was I feel 100 like, I feel like, yeah, they can do 100 Will yeah. they? I don't think they will. Maybe. It's always going to be bundled with a game, and then it'll be like 130 Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But and either they, way, I think but they're But going... it, it will. I don't think it'll ever reach $100. I, I could... Uh, maybe not. But, I mean, if you think like 18 months... Okay, let's say end of 2017, start of 2018. I mean, they haven't sold... Steam. I mean, have they even sold a new 3DS non-Excel for, like, just by itself without a bundle? They've all come... The, the with... small new 3DS? Yeah. No, they have not. No? Not yet. Um, because they can mark it up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, it, maybe, they, okay, maybe they're not actually going to pass on the savings to consumers, but they are going to make crazy profit margins on these things, or like, crazy profits yeah. off these things. And I think, like I said, I think that's why we're seeing, like, the new Galaxy style, because those XLs have the smallest profit margin, so you might as well just get rid of them and sell the smaller ones if you're doing, if you're, you know, pivoting to being a budget system. It kind of makes sense. Because seriously, have you guys seen, I mean, you guys have seen that Galaxy 3DS, I mean, right? I mean, yeah. That's it. It's na- like they na- went to Google... A- Googled Galaxy and image search, and then just pasted it on the lid of a purple 3DS and called it a day. It's yeah, so bizarre. <laughs> I mean, name aside, are you going to get it? No. Why would I? I have three 3DSs. Why would I need a fourth? Especially that one. I mean, I, I would not be surprised if they do other weird designs going into the holidays. Like, I mean, the Galaxy thing. Here's what's going to thing. Oh, yeah, Ocean or, like, uh, Forest. Or, but the, the weird thing about Galaxy is that's actually trendy right now. Like, phone cases have that pattern. If you go on, like, Pinterest or, or something like I mean, that, you that like, search Galaxy, there's, like, thousands upon thousands of designs. Like, this idea of, like, this Wasn't that, like, a default thing. Apple background for a while, yeah. something? But having it as, as hardware, it feels very, like, Trapper Keeper, like, 1990s, comeback-y. Like, it has that sort of vibe to it. Nostalgia is in. Yeah, it is. It is. But, um, yeah, that thing is... Something else, <laughs> but but yeah, I think that's them clearing out the it's inventory. Galaxy um, style. So. Yeah, and I think I think the budget. We're finally getting to the games, I promise. But I was gonna say, I think the budget thing, for lack of a better term, is why to go back to what you guys were saying. This direct lack, lack oomph and lack pizzazz and lack like. It didn't feel new. It still had cringy fresh. skits. It did. I was it's okay with those. But... It's because we're waiting on the new. We're still waiting for that. And I know before they said that this that no NX uh, yeah. info was going to be released. And I think we're just we just want this NX yeah. to come out already. Yeah. We, well, not to come. It out, makes but, any know. new that they reveal beforehand just, yeah, just feel I mean, more like s- get it out of the way. But even if you separate the Which NX anticipation mean, from the 3DS, I feel like what they did show. None of those games rocked the boat in any way. Like, nothing... We got reveals of ports of games that are already on systems that we own. We got updates on games we already know are coming. And then we got new games that kind of are like old games, but are somehow new. Yeah, n- none of them were 100% new, except for that yeah. Tank one. Yeah, Tank Troopers was new. Um, but it's an eShop game, so it's a little different scale that we're working with. But, I mean, it just felt like like there's nothing... 
to me at least, it's not to like knock the games. I'm sure Pikmin 3DS is gonna be fun. It does look kind of cool, but like it's just nothing. There's no mm. must have. There's no like impressive announcement. They just kind of are. They're just kind of there. Just like, oh yeah, you, here's a sports game. Like all these could have easily been on 3DS two years ago and had the exact same like, oh yeah, that's cool as it does now. Like there's nothing. You know what I mean? It's missing something. <laughs> it's missing meat. I think it's missing a Smash Bros. character reveal at the end. Yeah. Well, even if they had that though, just the fact that the all the three S games are forget about everything else. Like, <laughs> yeah, but the, all the games between now between now and then is just like perfectly positioned for making the three DS a budget system. They can focus on ports; those are easy to develop. They can reuse existing game engines and assets. Yeah, all these games scream like budget price from the like yes. from the get go. Even the weird thing like Animal Crossing. This is the first time I think they've done this. They took a game from three years ago, threw in some new features, and went, "We're gonna re-release it with a new name." Like, what? Like, that's definitely a budget system move. Like, it, it's now being called Animal Crossing New Leaf Welcome Amiibo. It'll be repackaged. Oh. Yeah. I saw you looking at the paper like, what? <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, yeah it's, it's like, it's interesting. It'll keep 3DS on people's radars. It'll make them money. But they're not doing any of, like, this is all the easiest work for them. They're not even developing any of this stuff. Rumor is that Pikmin 3DS is being made by Arzest, who did Yoshi's New Island. They're an outside That explains developer. the art style. It does. So, I was like, wait, red flag. Yeah. I don't think there's anything, personally, I don't think there's anything wrong with them doing this. Like, it makes sense. It's just not for us anymore. We're the guys that, like you were saying, Kevin, are, like, saying, waiting what, for the Pikmin? NX. Well, no, Pikmin is, but I mean, like, the idea of, like, all these games. I'm saying like a lot. But the idea of all these games that they're Between releasing, we're kind of like, whatever. We're like, shrug. Like, because we're not the target. They're targeting people who don't have a 3DS, who aren't the core gamers, who are like, oh, yeah, I heard. Like, we'll play Pikmin for sure. I'll mm. play Mario Sports for sure. But... It, they're not trying to like light a fire under us with that. They're just giving us something to do, if that makes sense. They're just throwing us a bone until the yeah. NX basically is Yeah, released. although they're probably coming out after NX, which makes it even more like, what? <laughs> but, oh, yeah, I, I keep forgetting yeah, about that. Yeah, which is why I keep going back to this idea of like they're pivoting the 3DS into a budget system because they have nothing else to do with it, but they know there's money there, so they're just kind of figuring it out. <laughs> there's money in the 3DS. Yeah, I mean, not every game... And there's money in the banana stand. Not every game really falls into those categories. Like, it's either a port or a remake or a reuse of assets but but they're there and i think the i think the most blatant was the one right at the start which was the port mario mario maker on 3ds which is just called super mario maker for nintendo 3ds like they could even come up with a subtitle <laughs> but it's um yeah i mean i guess it makes sense like of all games to port to 3ds wait so let me get this straight you can only give game you can only no. you can only give levels you create to people locally and through street pass but you can only download, so you can't. You can't even download. Yeah, I mean you can't. You can. Yeah. You can download select Wii U game. You can select. Yeah. You can download select Wii U levels because not all of them are compatible apparently. Nope. But you can't upload anything online. Correct. So what? So. Yeah. So how it actually how it works is um, they're they're doing local play emphasis. So you get Mario Maker for 3DS, and you have access to the Hundred Mario Challenge, where it'll randomly shuffle levels in as on the Wii U version. You have access to the featured tab of like the level creation hub, and you have the ability to get levels from Street Pass and levels from your friends, and that is it. You can't upload. There's can't, no search function. There's no search. There's no ability to enter an ID. It does not support the mystery mushroom, mushrooms, which do all the crazy eight-bit costumes. It does not support some levels for other reasons that they haven't said. This almost feels like the demo version of Mario yeah. Maker. Now I get like I get why they're doing it because for 3ds for a couple of years now they've been emphasizing it's the local multiplayer machine 
Like, there's this whole thing, Street Pass exists and all the local multiplayer exists because they want people to, like, see people out in the world with 3DSs and go, I want one of those, that looks fun, then go buy one. It's like, they get free marketing that way. So I kind of get that, you know, Metroid Prime Federation Force is built on that idea. Triforce Heroes, all those are kind of built around this idea of local multiplayer. But Mario Maker can't be converted into a local multiplayer-only experience, I feel like. Mm-mm. Did they announce the price for this? I hope it's less than a standard 3DS game. I mean, the thing is, if you... If you just want to build Mario levels and then share them with your friends, in in theory, this accomplishes that. The 3DS is portable. You can just walk over to a friend's house and be like, look. And there is actually a cool feature here that plays off that local idea where you can actually collaborate on levels. You can't do this on Wii U, but you can send an unfinished level to your friend. They finish it, and then there's a special emblem on the level telling you, oh, you made this with a friend. But you can't do that online. It has no, to be... it has to be local. Oh, wow. Because, again, they have this weird idea that everyone's just going to sit in a circle somewhere, public, <laughs> play 3DS together, and then all the people around of them... Course, like, uh, me all the those. Pokestops. All right, I need you to yeah. finish this level. Uh, bring it back to me by five, <laughs> Yeah, there'll be deadlines and, like, a chalkboard with, like, assignments on it. And No, but it's it it's kind of... Like, it kind of plays to the strengths of the 3DS, that sort of thing, but... I, who would buy if you have a, well if you have a Wii U there's no reason to buy this if you have a 3DS I, it's I like d- a half experience I don't have a Wii U uh, so would you buy this mm, be honest mm, we only we only speak it, the truth I, it actually it depends 1999? on the price if it, if it was $19.99 mm. I'd be leaning more towards yes but if it's gonna be a full price game a full price 3DS 39? title $39.99 hard no just because I only get to play the feature stat I mean, I'm sure that whatever's on the features tab is cool, but I want to search for levels yeah, with you my specific yeah, You want to play those ridiculous levels. Yeah, I want to play those the, ridiculous The ones. thing that I find kind of weird is maybe it'll be there, but they haven't said it. You can't even download your friends list. There's no friends list. There's no friend... Like, what if I... Wow. You know, what if you friend us on Everse or whatever on your 3DS, and we have levels on Wii U? There doesn't seem to be a way for us to get those to you unless we somehow, or even to get them onto the 3DS at all to then give to you locally. Like, I don't, there's like a weird... Well, I guess they can because apparently, like, since they're not all compatible anyway, how can you do that? Well, the ones that are compatible. No, that's what I think. Yeah. I mean, I guess they're... They would just say invalid if you tried yeah. one of ours. But, like, it's it just, just like, oh, I made this, they made this cool level. Like, oh, like, it doesn't work. Oh, well. Yeah. In that case, that's a hard no for me, then, because... <laughs> Who are you that's true. Some of the crazy levels about. may not even be compatible. Like yeah, a lot is. of the must play levels. Yeah, like the, the thing that's so confusing to me about it is like it makes so much sense for this game to be on 3DS, but why did they do it in such a wrong way? Like Mario Maker has the potential to be a huge title for years well, for Nintendo. They're definitely porting this to NX in some way, right? Who knows? Maybe. That was a rumor, right? That was a rumor, no, but that's before it became a 3DS game. Now, Smash is probably coming to NX. Uh Splatoon, maybe, maybe not. Mario Maker was rumored, but I kind of wonder, like, so they're going to release it on Wii U last year, 3DS this year, <laughs> NX next year, and yet the 3DS... It's the new Call of Duty, except it's, this time it's literally the same, same game. game. But the, the, the weird thing is, like, if they do NX, wh- where does that leave 3DS? It still can't talk to any other game. Like it's it's like on add Yoshi's Island. No, it has to be Mario Epic. No, no, I mean, for, no, for oh, no, NX, missing, what I mean another... is, you're right, NX and oh, Wii World U. Too. Well, NX and Wii U can talk to one another just fine. But what I'm saying is, like, it must be technical limitations, right? That's limiting the 3DS from doing this. But what, what if they bring it to NX, the 3DS version has even less purpose. Because at least right now you're like, well, my version does one thing and that version does the other. Opposed to the entire Mario Maker ecosystem's over there and I'm over here trading levels with my friend in a basement somewhere. They need a soccer <laughs> <laughs> Where, You know, when you're kidnapped and all you have is Mario Maker. I mean, as much as I 
despite what the 3DS limited the Wii version of Smash Brothers, at least um both of those are yeah pretty much like you're not really getting cheaped out for the most part. Yeah, I would say they're on full game. Yeah, yeah. But this is like weird. Yeah, this is like I feel like it, it was handled poorly. Yeah, and I get like I think I sort of saying this mega, but I totally get why Nintendo's doing it. Like Wii U has 13 million people that own one. 3DS has 60 million. If Mario Maker's on 3DS, it can sell to a lot more people than it could ever sell on Wii U. It's the exact same logic of why Smash might be coming to NX and everything. Like, it's pretty, lo- you know, mm. straight logic. But Nintendo, if you want it to sell, you got to, like, make it appealing. <laughs> like, what are you supposed to do with your life? I mean, this helps um, Joel Watson's game, Chicken Wiggle. Yeah, that is true. Which, actually, we're talking all about Ranga Kitty. I guess we could put it in here. We could shuffle. Oh, well, because I remember yeah, I, yeah, I, saw, I saw one of his tweets that he was actually worried, like, oh, man, I just announced a game where you could do level creation, then share with friends online, and they just announced Mario Maker. But Except then, done right. Yeah, but then someone cleared up, like, oh, no, you can't share your levels online. Like, oh, okay, so I'm not directly competing Yeah, so with Chicken it. Wiggle actually does look cool. Like, it's... Uh, did you know about this, Elkin? Have you no. seen anything? Okay, so Jules... Uh, Jules... I'm blanking on his last name. Sorry, what was it? Jules Watson? Watson. Yeah, Watson. That's right. So Jules Watson, you know Watson. Ragged Kid, right? Yeah. All right, let, let's actually do the whole backstory here. So Ragged Kid is ceasing to be, which kind of sucks. They're, like, yeah. one of the most prolific 3D... Or eShop developers. They've been with Nintendo since day one. Yep, I got their Moon, their Dimension, their yeah. Mutant Muds, Mutant Muds Super did you get Challenge. Zero no. Well, that's probably why that one's that's the only one I did not get. Bunch. Yeah, so basically they made all these great games and um, they had, it sounds like they sat down to Nintendo Life and explained why this is happening. They basically made it sound like they had issues once they started self-publishing, financial issues. Does it, like, it's just, it's hard to sell, it's hard out there to self-publish. Yeah. It's hard out there for self-publishers. So, instead of just being Renegade Kid, which was like this conglomerate of a lot of developers, they're now splitting or, like, individual developers. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're now splitting into a 2D company and a 3D company. So all the 2D properties, Mutant Mud, Zeo Drifter, Chicken Wiggle, will now be under uh, Jules' company. Treasure Knots. Yeah, and Treasure Knots, which is still in development, will be under Jules' company, which is called Atui, or a toy or something Atui. like that. Atui? maybe. It's Hawaiian. I don't know what yeah, it means. Atui sounds right, then. Yeah, and then the um, the other half of Ragged Kid, all the 3D, so um, Moon, Dimension... Cold uh, County? If that ever comes out, Cold I re- County. I really want Cold County to come out. It, it sounds like they haven't given up on it. But... I, I was so ready to kickstart that game. And then... It didn't it, happen. It didn't happen. Yeah. Well, now that's going to be under a different company. So it won't be Ragged Kid anymore. It's going to be called uh, Infit- Infitismo. Infitismo. And, uh, right? Infitismo. That's how you would say it, right? Infitismo. Yeah. Yeah, Infitismo. So that's being led by the less public half of Ragged Kid, which was a guy named Greg Hargrove. And he does their 3D stuff primarily. Like, Jules was more of their, like, marketing and PR. And he, you know, he had a hand in the game development too. But Greg was more of their hardcore actual, like, developer guy. So that's how it's splitting. Which means Reggae Kids, a thing, will cease to exist. But all the games will live on. Like I said, Treasure Knots is still being developed. And in the case of your game, um, he said in the interview, we're still interested. I yeah, I know. I, I know they still want to do Dimension Two remastered, yeah. or like they're still working on the next sequel, and then probably Cold mm-hmm. County after that. So, so that's what's going on with Renegade Kid. But then, right after Renegade Kid split, um, came Chicken Wiggle, and which looks like Banjo Kazooie. Sort. It's like a two D kind of. It reminds me of King of Swing, weirdly, even though yeah. it's not that similar. But basically, that is. By the way, we have been doing this podcast for one hundred thirty-two episodes. We've never mentioned King of Swing before, and now we've mentioned it twice in a single show. That's which one's King of Swing? DK the one King where of Swing was kids grabbing balls. Just, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh man! Yeah. That for game. anyone, for anyone wondering what just happened, where they understood each other, <laughs> they both pantomimed 
I, I don't even know how to describe it. They Grabbing the sphere that DK grabbed that appear out of like nowhere dancing, in the jungle. Sort of. Like in, they were like doing a, a mine. Anyway, that joke didn't work. <laughs> but yeah, so in this new one, you're a bird. You have a friend who's a worm. The worm extends from orb to orb, and then you kind of, it kind of like mm. reels in the bird behind it. And there's 60 levels. There's a full story. There's different enemies, everything. Stars, chicken, and wiggle. Yes, but the but the cool thing is, once you beat, the, or you don't have to beat the game, but everything in story mode is built using the level editor, and the level editor is built into the game, and you have access to it, and you can create your own levels with anything you see in the game, and then share them online, and it's done how it should be done. Full community portal. You can browse all the custom levels. You can search by filters. There's popular, there's, a, there's latest, there's official, there's tags. It's just like Mario Maker on Wii U. And much like Mario Maker, um, you can download it, play it, edit it, re-upload it. And then you can also, um, of course, upload your levels from scratch. And like in Mario Maker, again, you just have to be able to beat it for it to be uploaded. So an indie developer can do this, but, but Nintendo, Nintendo can't. can't. Yeah, exactly. Oh, interesting. And this was announced literally like within days of Mario Maker, which was kind of fun. Like days one day before. One day before. Yeah, which was kind of funny. Um, so I guess a, a, a Tui can do what Nintendo can't. A Tui does what Nintendo don't. To quote the old Sega ad, but um, yeah, I, I, it's weird that like some Mario Maker comes out, and we're like, "Well, this sucks," and then Jules is just like, "Hey guys, I I can do it." So, so there we are. But it, I I feel like we should take a minute to talk about Ragged Kit. Like, what's your favorite? Like, they were so big on Nintendo for so long. I feel like we should at least acknowledge like they had some really good games. What would you say your favorite is? Like, because you have all of them, right, Angel? Like, you have... I guess except um, except Drifter. Drifter. I, I played the demo, but I didn't play. The demo. I, I I can't. I don't know. Um. When it comes to any kind of game that resembles Metroid in some way, for some reason, yeah. I, f- I feel like um, the Metroidvania genre. that that genre, that theme of game, just kind of lost its appeal to me. So I just kind of not really interested as soon as they become Metroidvania or I don't know. I, that's, I just kind of I, I grew tired yeah. of that theme. It's, it's, but okay. It's anyway, yeah, muted like. modes. Muted modes. <laughs> I, I'm glad we know which one you didn't like. Well, let's explain my why I don't have Zero Drifter. Yeah, I know. But, I know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Muted modes the first one they that was just a really great game they kept adding so much to it they added ghost level they added like a harder challenge mode on top of it it was just it was a crazy. lot of it was free which it was, was it was cool. all free yeah well yeah. i mean then they released the super deluxe challenge mode well yeah no thing. well yeah but that's a completely different game i know but that's what i mean it's like they did all this free stuff and then they released a whole no yeah basically second game of more stuff yeah, and that one was awesome too just i mean yeah, you can almost treat them as just one really big game, but essentially, like, yeah, like, yeah Super Challenge was just like if you really wanted a hard game, like the first level could be the final level of other games. Yeah, like it was just that great. He knew how to make a challenging game. Do you remember? Have you ever heard the story, Kevin? So me and uh, Angel went to we were at an in, indie E three game E three indie game event on a rooftop in L A last year, mm-hmm. and he was there with Mutant Muds, Jules, and. I how many times did I die on that first level? Like over forty. Yeah, and he was just standing there watching wow. me, and watching me. Well, did and you tell him that you also don't finish your your games? I did it come mm-hmm. up. I think it did. I think because you were chatting with him for quite a while. Like, and then I played, and then I think and I only that once. So yeah, then... he like just breezed through it, and then I was like, "Well, this is embarrassing," and I have yet to ever talk to him again. <laughs> not not Angel, but Jewel since since that. But uh, yeah. <laughs> It's just like whenever I think of Mutant Muds, I love Mutant Muds. I'd say it's my favorite. I think it's my favorite Renegade Kid Same. game as well. But whenever I hear the name Mutant Muds, I now just think, wow, I embarrass myself in front of its creator. That's great. So <laughs> People like this play my game. Yeah. And then talk about it on a podcast and act like they actually know what they're talking about. That's me I'm talking about. I Yeah. But 
That's great. Yeah, so Mute Minds is yours too. Yeah, uh, it was released on Vita for free uh, on PS Plus, and I had fun with it. It's just really solid. Yeah, like it felt like it felt at home. 3D on looked the cool 3DS. too. Yes, yeah. I mean, I'm sure the, on Vita the, the jumping too, back but... and forth, the, the 3D effect was yeah, cool. the, yeah, the effect, yeah, that would also show up on the Vita version. It was, it was just a really fun, creative title. Yeah, and it was really well. Like the level design was really good. Yeah, yeah. So, so I guess nice and private. Yeah. Unlike Donkey Kong Country, I'll agree <laughs> on this one. Um, and yeah, Sonic Adventure one. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I'm I. I'm not gonna express my opinion because I'm not a lot of Sonic fans, but uh, I, honestly, I haven't played it in full, so or even in part or at all. So well, I, I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's a shocker. I played. I played the demo where you run in front of the whale when the Dreamcast yeah, first the, came the out, first and that's the yeah. farthest I ever got in that game because I never owned a Dreamcast, and it never. Well, they did bring it to GameCube, but I didn't. Yeah, play it. Uh, DX. Sonic Adventure DX. You know what's funny about that is I have a display, like a cardboard display from GameStop for that game sitting in my house, but I do not have that game. DX or just Adventure? D- just Adventure DX. It's DX. Oh, okay. Like specifically. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't have any Sonic Adventure How? 2 Battle stuff. Can't believe you don't have that game. Me neither. Well, guess mm-hmm. I know I'm doing after this podcast. I mean, we'll be done at about midnight. Uh, at I mean, time you can probably I'll find go break it into a GameStop and get it. I don't even think they carry GameCube games anymore. I guess I could also just go on the internet and buy it legally. That might be better than breaking into a GameStop, in retrospect. Mm. <laughs> we'll, we'll see what I do. Um, <laughs> well, probably not worth it for that game. Yeah, All that no, probably Go to jail not. for Sonic Adventure 1? No. <laughs> I'd go to jail for Sonic Adventure 2, sure. But I would not go to jail for Sonic Adventure so what? So what was so bad about it? Let's just go. Let's just do it. Let's the go. Over, the overworld is so bad in Sonic Adventure One. There were points the where I was like, "Where do I go?" And it was like, ridic- the that? lack of camera control is ridiculous in that overworld. Casino mm-hmm. level was fun. That, I'll give you guys that. Sonic Adventure One lovers and Sega developers. And Sega I mean, a lot developers. of the Sonic levels were pretty fun. Yeah, the the Sonic levels were solid. The Knuckles the levels, levels were no. Oh yeah, you just race Sonic. Yeah, but then so uh, the okay. Knuckle levels. Well, I mean, the a lot of were were, they were like the same as yeah. two. I, I like them much better in two. I like E one hundred two. I mean, he's pretty much just the the mech from Sonic Adventure two battle that tails and Eggman. Eggman, game. yeah. I mean, I, I, guess, I don't like those levels, but yeah, I mean, Big the Cat seems to be like the sticking point for a lot of people. Oh right, that's what he's from. Yeah, fishing. Yeah, yeah, I forgot that was that one. Yeah. Froggy. No, this whole thing. He's looking for his friend Froggy. Did you, you hear that song? Could, could, could you repeat that a little? Could you just? I mean, I could hit, I could rewind the tape and play it back. But your favorite song game brought Big the Cat into the world. How does that make you feel? I hope you're happy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't even know how we segue back to what we were talking about before. So I'll just say this: uh, Mario Maker 3DS comes out December second. <laughs> not buying of, it. That's the end of that. Yeah, I, I'm not getting it. Oh, it's coming out after Thanksgiving too. Yeah, it's, com- oh, well, it's coming wow. out right in the peak. Ho- like it's smart for Nintendo because all the parents are like, "Oh, I need to get a, ki- a gift for little Timmy." There's an old Nintendo oh, random town podcast reference. Our, our go-to is always little Timmy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, if they need to get a gift for little Timmy, they can now get Mario Maker, not knowing that they're giving him an inferior experience that he'll hate for the rest of his life. Isn't it like proven though that if you uh, release your game after Black uh, Friday? No. You lose on sales? I, think, I mean, uh, potentially. I think well, Nintendo always has released games in that weekend, of or that week of the first week of December. Animal Crossing Wild World came out once at that point. Um, Mario Power or Mario Tennis Power Tour for GBA actually came out that same time. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X came out that same time, and that was a top seller, let me tell you. No, <laughs> it, it was not. But, um, yeah, no, they've had mixed, mixed results. Like, they put... I actually think Mario Strikers, the original, came out that same weekend as well. Or that same week. Like, they... 
their go-to holiday weeks are one right before Thanksgiving and one right after, basically. They do, mm. like, the weekend of the 18th and then the week of December 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 5th. So I guess it works out well for them. But you would think, yeah, you would think they'd want out before so they can, like, basically get both crowds. Mm-hmm. But I guess they have shown that doesn't always work or something. Or maybe they figure they can... If they do it the week of Thanksgiving, they're stuck in all the excitement about everything else during Thanksgiving. But if they do it a couple weeks later, they kind of have the space to themselves and can market it a bit more in a less crowded area, so to speak. Um, but yeah, so Mario Maker 3DS is out December 2nd, like I was saying. And yeah, I think this is the prime example of 3DS going in, becoming a budget system. This probably costs Nintendo nothing to make. Like, it's they're so yeah. bare bones. They're literally taking things out of the game instead yeah. of putting things in. But then on the other hand, the other mm-hmm. big Don't core, think they're doing the opposite. Yeah. and Yoshi the exactly. Yeah, that's what I was about yeah, to say. Yeah, adding the things hand. into this yeah. game instead of taking anything out. Yeah, and it it's they're trying. It feels like Mario Maker did not even trying to appeal to people that may own the Wii U version, but Poochie and Yoshi's Woolly World, they are definitely trying to make it worth double dipping for Wii U fans. I don't know if it succeeds. It's kind of early to say, nope. but it's a value. It's a value not for effort. me, but I mean, yeah, I don't know. It depends on how many levels. So, so for well, those it doesn't help that all of a sudden I like a hundred percented. Yoshi's Woolly World. Right. Like we went back and tried to get everything, so we we combed through that whole game. So but I don't, they're I, I, levels. Yeah, <laughs> but they look like endless runner. They like they, they don't look. Yeah, no, that's exactly. The only right. thing I would want to watch, like if they're exclusive to the to the animation, they're making stop motion. They're teaming up with the studio to make Dwarf. thirty stop motions with Yarn Yoshi and Yarn Poochie. That I do want to see, but I don't want to have to buy the game to watch them. Yeah, so. me neither. Now, here's how, here's what would get me to flip and buy it, even though I own the Wii U version. What would get me to do it is either um, a lot of those Poochie levels, because Endless Runners are fun. And he's so adorable. If, and he is adorable. So if they do a good job with that, sure, I will buy the game if there's a ton you get of the them. Amiibo. Uh, I could get him without the game, though. I know that's, that's all I'm going to do. But, um, yeah, I, I know that. that's what I said. Yeah. That's all I'm going to do. Oh, yeah, yeah, I see. But yeah, if the endless runner levels are enough of them, that's good. And perhaps if those thirty shorts by Dwarf, oh, those stop motion shorts, if they are not too, if the shorts aren't too short, maybe I could see a value add in that. I don't know. Like it's just this one's I'm on the fence about. I might actually sure. buy this one. Right, because you've never played. Wii I've never played Woolly World. Yeah, yeah no, Woolly World. Yeah, so Woolly World. That's right. Woolly World's really actually really good. Um, it is. Yeah, I heard it was. Really yeah, they're good. also adding one of the new things that actually is kind of useful that I wish was in the Wii U one. Is there adding this thing called uh, Poochie Pups? Where basically it's like almost a. You don't need them. Oh, my voice cracked. You don't need them. He was so passionate about it. <laughs> you don't, I swear. Well, you don't need them. <laughs> no, but you don't necessarily need them. But yeah, if, if you. They're want pretty them. much like the super guy. Like, remember how it the game plays for you if you really suck in? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, a new riff on that. Yeah, that feels like what that is. Because the game itself already has items that tell you where the secrets are. Like, they're literally. They're like, oh. Do you want all the hidden blocks revealed? Poof, they're revealed. Right. Oh, wait, what? Yeah. No, it, so where's the point of Poochie Pup? Because that literally no, just goes to the hidden blocks. There's literally no point for them. Not uh-huh. only that, but you can also, like, get regular Poochie into every single level, and Poochie will already do that for you. Sniff them out. Yeah, this one just... What if they remove those items Yeah. What if they're in tweet? place for Poochie? Oh, good that's a good point. point. If, they re- if they remove all of them... Hmm. All they promise is all the levels are there, not all the features, not all the items. I mean, because some of the items are... Kind of cool. I mean, not necessarily. Like, they give you a a super ground pound. They give you watermelon seeds. I don't know. They give you a bunch of stuff. To, to, uh, but good point. If no, they're not there, then I guess the Poochie Pups, I guess, make up for that. I mean, let, let's be honest. The game's now called Poochie in Yoshi's Woolly World. Poochie is literally before Yoshi in the name. He has his own amiibo. Well, I suspect... Alphabetical order, man. I suspect... 
what they're doing here is they're replacing your items you're talking about the badges with exactly what you're saying Kevin yeah, with the Poochie okay. pups because that's just more Poochie branding it yeah. makes it more of a cohesive package yeah I mean the badges though or items that was the only reason you even had that was the only reason you had to collect the gems because that were your currency so it was like a storefront no so the items were... will still be there the ways to find the items will probably be replaced with Poochie pup unless you're saying the badges did find the items am I misunderstanding yeah, that's like, yeah the badges oh. are your item finding things you use items to find items yeah I mean, they could rework the system. Well, I mean, they're not. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, by items in the game that you're actually finding, they're just stamps and wonder wolves or. Right, those yeah. will probably be findable with Poochie Pups now. Well, no, yeah, they are. They confirmed it. Right, yeah. That's why I mean, yeah. <laughs> I will say, this game, I did not think it would look good on 3DS. I it looks the like style. It, it looks, looks actually really good. Yeah. At least in the off camera or, well, direct feed. I guess you're just missing out on the two player, but maybe if you. Did they say that might still, they did not say, but why Well, they not? said it's Amiibo compatible, right? Because yeah. the Poochie's an Amiibo, so yeah. presumably if you scan the Yoshi, you get the double Yoshis again? Yeah, I would assume so, but I don't know if that means a second player And all the Smash Yoshi. Brothers Yoshis, in which case, I don't know why they can't do the Super Mario Maker sprite Amiibos, but I don't know. Because a lot of those were downloaded. The, yeah, the, I mean, you could argue they could have Well, I mean, the, the at least the ones that came with the yeah. base game, they don't have to include all the yeah. weird download ones like Hello Kitty and... That's whatever causes budget, but but that does actually, excuse me, it does actually bring up an interesting point. Like they keep they keep doing different things with these different ports. I wonder what's next. Like I don't think this is it. Like Mario Maker, they're going backwards. Yoshi, they're trying to actually reinvent to make people maybe want to buy it again. I don't think this is the end of these. I suspect in twenty seventeen we're gonna see some more, but I don't even know what would be. I mean, well, uh, Rainbow Curse other, comes to mind. Kirby Rainbow Curse game feels like the most logical. Made. I guess Game and Wario. Maybe go to 3ds. Is there a Rayman? Yeah, Rayman Legend is on 3ds. Yeah, no, but Ubisoft is gonna do that on their own. Terms. Oh, there is. And they did Nintendo. actually. It wasn't as good, but it was there. Mm, yeah, I don't think I'm yeah, I think I th- like if I had to guess, I can name three that would actually make sense. Uh, for we wonderful for 101. 3DS. No, that would not work at all. They're all gonna be ones that all- that would not sell either. No, no it would not. <laughs> even, Bayonetta, even, Bayonetta if it work, even if it did work, no, it I mean not they're sell. gonna do games that are already fit the mold of what makes a successful 3ds game, meaning. 2D, or not necessarily 2D, but side-scrolling. That's like Pikmin Tropical Freeze. Run. Tropical Freeze, I think, will, could do it. They, Captain I mean, Toad? Country Return, what? Captain Toad? Yeah, that's my other one. <gasps> I think, yeah, I think, I think in reality, Damn, we could have cool three. that'd be cool 3D. I've yet to play Captain Toad. Captain Toad would be great. Uh, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. I mean, fact of the matter is, Donkey Kong Country Returns on 3DS is like a multi-million seller, that port. So wow. why would they not do Tropical Freeze? Tropical Freeze didn't even get its due. It came out at like a really weird time when no one bought the Wii U. It didn't sell very well. It's a really good game, but no one bought it. So it would make sense to, to make the Switch. And then, yeah, I think Captain Toad. Captain Toad is the most out there, though, because that actually is, like, a totally different game. How did that do sales-wise? It did pretty decently. I think it did, like, a couple hundred thousand, like, it, like within its first couple months. Like, it did well. But I'm just thinking, like, in terms of... It would have to be downscaled a lot more than something like... You know, Tropical Freeze, they take out some graphical graphic effects and they call it a day. Rainbow Curse, if they were to bring Kirby over... Canvas Curse was already a handheld game at first, so that makes sense, and that's easy. Captain Toad, a lot of the charm is from that Pixar-like animation, so if they strip that out, it might look a little more janky. But the gameplay would still hold up, for sure. Hmm. But I, I could see those coming to Wii U, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, is there... I can't think of anything else. Yeah, that's all I can think of. I mean, 
Nope, that doesn't want to work. Yeah, but it seems like each one they're doing, like, whatever, whichever ones actually show up, some are probably going to be downscaled in a negative way, some are going to be downscaled in like, positive way with extra features. It seems like Nintendo's still trying to figure out exactly... The perfect balance. Right, yeah. right. But, but um, oh, we should talk about the Poochie Amiibo. I guess maybe at some point actually bring the Virtual Console DS games to the 3DS instead of just keeping them on the Wii. That'd you? make too much sense, That's though. crazy talk. That'd make too much sense for That'd Nintendo. Way too much sense. I mean... Yes, everything we're talking about is how much sense it makes. <laughs> That's how logical oh, no, you know, you know, budget. But once you bring virtual console portal, logics out the window, once you bring they're logic gonna, in, just they're going to go out of their way out. to port the GameCube games onto the 3DS and never put them on the Wii U. I I could see that. I could see them going out of their way specifically to. I mean, they already sort of did do a second. Well, they did the Super Nintendo emulator or virtual console on just new 3DS. So they have done the investment of making a limited use. They could maybe do it on new 3DS. Hmm. They could they do it on real Sunshine on the new 3DS. I might have to buy a new 3DS. See, that's the thing is they they could. They really. I think they really could because. I'll give them any ideas though. <laughs> I mean, you just said on a publicly recorded <laughs> thing, but <laughs> you don't know who from the town is listening. But no, you actually bring up a good point. Is that they've had success with ports. I didn't think about this. Both Zeldas were huge sellers. Like they could very easily. I'm thinking Twilight Princess did it well. No, 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 Majora and Ocarina. Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, oh, it's one decently, but then dropped off pretty quick. Well, yeah, but, but we're talking about 3DS, so. Yeah, like, yeah. those two did well. Like, I don't think it'd be that hard to bring Mario Sunshine over. Can't bring but, something up about Oh, Majora's well, I Mask. guess that's different, because that's not GameCube. That's, or that's not, yeah, the Zeldas are N64. Sunshine's GameCube. That might be a little trickier, actually. But yeah, what were you going to say about Majora's Mask? Uh, I loved Majora's Mask as a kid. And up to, <laughs> up to about Twilight Princess... It was my favorite Zelda game. Then I replayed it on the 3DS. Not my favorite Zelda. What 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 didn't you like all the time? Everything. Something changed within me that, <laughs> that you grew up. Well, you're don't not, get me wrong. It's well, still you're a not the fine same kid Zelda you game. were. Yeah, back then. That's true. Like but some um, games do not hold up as well. Like it's something about that moment in the, in your life that just clicks. So and then I you was, move past it and it doesn't click. So. Now, Minish Cap is my favorite uh, Zelda game Ooh, overall. Minish Cap is. Win, uh, Minish Cap is awesome. Wind, Wa- I, Wind Waker and, weirdly enough, Link Between Worlds are my top two. I really like Link Between Worlds. Maybe because it's the only Zelda I fully beat. But, oh, okay. but uh, no, but I really, really like Link Between Worlds. What about, what about you? I can see that. What about you? I know you don't play them, but you've watched them. Which have you I enjoyed play, watching? I've beaten a few well, yeah, Zelda but, games in my day. Sure, okay. So what's your favorite? I don't know, probably Minish Cap also. Yeah, I don't know. No, which ones don't get enough credit? Oc- the Oracle, Oracle games. Oracle yes, games. yes, the, Oracle the Oracles. Games. Ages those and games. Seasons. Season's really fun. Yeah, I still mm-hmm. have the cartridge somewhere. Those games don't get enough love. Nope. And those are great games. Yeah, Capcom worked wonders with Zelda. Like, that and mm-hmm. Minish Cap are both Capcom. I have yet to ever play Minish Cap. I have the Ambassador <sighs> copy on my 3DS from when they did the price drop and gave it to everyone for free. Have not played it yet. I will not I talk to you. I feel like I'm being with a sharp object right now. It's <laughs> in your 3DS. I know. As are 13 other... No, wait. How many Game Boy Advance do you... They're 20, right? Yeah, but those don't matter. You have Minish Cap. I know. One day. Didn't they uh. give Minish Cap away for free? Yeah. No, no. Yeah. It was Four Swords that they gave away. Four Swords for Anniversary Edition, yeah. Yeah, there I have that too. That I did play. Play Minish, Minish Cap. Cap. But you haven't played the best Zelda game? Not yet. Whoa, whoa. I just told you the best is Wind Waker. Because you haven't played it. Link Between Worlds. Because you haven't played it. <laughs> all right. All right. I'll get to it one day. You won't. One day. Play it now. I don't have my 3DS. 
when you get We're home. recording a podcast. Would you Would you actually play now if it was in front of you? This minute, no. <laughs> Will you play it between now and the There's next episode and tell us your thoughts? Your first Possibly... impressions. Sure. Yeah, okay. Next episode, I'll give impressions. I mean, you're revisiting Mario 64 DS. I could revisit Minish Cap for the first time. <laughs> well, I mean, only because they just released it. I know, no, I know, but I'm saying yeah. like, it's top no, yeah. based on this conversation. So, yeah. yeah. All right, next episode, episode 133, Minish Cap. Uh, no, I could give yourself two episodes because you need to get really in there. Not episode just, 134, not, Minish Cap. You, get, right. in there, you need to get down and dirty with the game. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want know. you to just play the first 20 minutes. It'd be 40 minutes, just for the record. I at least get past half an hour. <laughs> but uh yeah. you know just get past the whole like beginning part where you actually know the where they like teach you how the game works yeah so. okay um but yeah we should we brought poochie we should mention one it's adorable the amiibo two it along with the game are available february 3rd 2017 for those who don't know so this is a pre-nx but post-holiday release this is the slot that they usually save for uh fire emblem but i guess when there's no fire emblem you just throw adorable well, I mean they just like there. released three Fire Emblem I know uh, how many more can they release it's Fire it's RPGs I should say because Fire Emblem is Bravely Default now it's Yoshi um but while we talk about me, while I bring up Amiibo no <laughs> we're not gonna go too in depth but Maybe Nintendo did I know no you know what you know what's scary <laughs> you, you don't understand you don't understand I saw the Amiibo in the direct they announced Zelda Amiibo they announced the Poochie Amiibo I Poochie saw one looks the Poochie one's great. I saw them. And yet no remainder of Smash Brothers amiibo. I suspect they're coming to Smash and X if that ever is a thing. They're probably gonna launch them alongside. I mean they I mean they officially announced the Bayonetta and Corrin. Yep. They just haven't said anything about Cloud. Yep. It'll all be with Smash just and X. Want them to come out already. If like, they come if if Smash and X is a thing, you'll be to be complete. I guarantee it. I would I would bet you five. Well, I mean they have to come out, right? They're not just gonna Yeah, no, they'll come out. They'll yeah, they'll that's come why out. I think they're saving them for the Smash and X release, assuming that's a real thing. I, I would bet you actual like real money like right now five dollars. And the different I am to Cloud of the character, I am kind of like to getting that amiibo. Wait, where did they announce that tournaments were going offline? Like they were taking away tournaments. Uh, it was a notification. I was. Yeah, it they just put they in didn't, the game. They didn't put out a okay. release for it. Right. I would assume that if they were doing like a smash, like smash rounds of news. Oh, they would say it. in That there. they would say it in there. No, it was just a it was just notification like that. Only the the regular tournaments are leaving, so you can still make custom tournaments, but those are by force for free for all four player. So those one v one tournaments, they're all going to be gone, and they're not even going to give us a regular tourney mode like in Brawl, which is all I want. Maybe in so Smash even... X when it launches alongside those three amiibo that I'm trying to bet you five dollars will happen, but you don't. But see how angry will that make the the fan base? What to put it in Smash and X? Yeah. Well, if they're, especially if they're not going to patch it into the the Wii U version. How angry are we that there's Poochie levels in Yoshi's Woolly World? The fact of the matter is, they point. Need, <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say the fact of the matter is they need to uh, pivot. What they, the issue with Smash and why I think the NX one is almost a shoe in is because it is a very big tournament game right now. It's at Evo. It's at its own tournaments. It's everywhere. You don't want a year from now for everyone to be playing Smash Wii U when the NX is your hot. People are still thing. playing Smash GameCube. I know, but and even and then, Nintendo didn't get into the tournaments no, know, yeah. until they had to promote the Wii U one, and then they're like, "Oh, okay." But I'm pretty sure Smash NX is going to exist for the purpose primarily of having 
the NX be this like dedicated. Oh yeah, they're 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 trying to Capcom it. They want to yeah. at least keep the most up to date game always be on their most up to date right. console. So if they make, we talked about this on podcasts a few months ago. I think if they were to do it as like a championship edition or something like that, they can add a proper tournament mode as a new feature. They can have the amiibo launch. That actually, yeah, would make sense. Yeah, now that they're like fully embraced. Yes, and I then throw e-sports. in a few other characters and call it a day. They can make like a a mode that's specifically like, oh, this will make it easier for tournament organizers to yeah. blah 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 to set up a game. That way, you don't have to go through all these menus or whatever. I think it's the exact same reason why Splatoon Splatoon. That'd be amazing. They, there's that. no point in continuing to support a game that they're going to bring to NX and get much more momentum with. They could just save it for NX and then relaunch it. But uh, but what I was starting to say about Amiibo when you were saying Vietnam flashbacks. So, I haven't bought Amiibo with any regularity in quite a long time. The Welcome to the club. The Yeah. But, the, but here, here's the thing. <laughs> oh, cool, I'm excited to wear mine. But no, the uh, the thing is, then the Zelda Amiibo were announced. Then the Poochie was announced. I may or may not have all of them pre-ordered already. <clears throat> I'm waiting. I don't have Poochie actually pre-ordered yet, because no one seems to have him yet. But I did... Amazon had him, and then they got sold out, and then yes, they Yes, and I missed again. it. You know why I missed it? Because I was writing this outline for this very podcast. Oh. Who would think that me writing about Nintendo would prevent the me from paying Nintendo? But no, I, I did pre-order the Zelda ones. Also, I was preparing this podcast right before I came over. Um, yeah, I bought them on Amazon. Then I saw them on Best Buy. And I'm like, oh, I could get Game Reward point or Gamer Zone points, so I canceled the Amazon one and got the Best Buy one, but still no Poochie. You just don't know how to quit. I don't. Well, th- I was so good for a quit. while, but now I'm regressing. It's like the sick You're relapsing. Like, You're I'm terrible. Relapsing. I, I, the, I got, I could feel myself slipping. Yeah. I, get out of here. I need help, please, someone. <laughs> but, but anyway, yeah. So the reason I was so into those Zelda Amiibo is they are really cool. Like I don't know. All right. Yeah, but I, I think yeah. they're cool. Like so, yeah. for those who don't know, who might be listening, there are. This is how they're celebrating the 30th anniversary of Zelda. Not a new game, not a one-off special concert. I like think from Metroid. Fit. Did you see that picture of the new, this new Galaxy Style 3DS with a picture of a Samus in fetal position? Yeah, yeah. I really get this feeling that the Galaxy Style 3DS at one point could have been a Metroid 3DS, and then they're like, nah, <laughs> <laughs> just didn't do it. Give the fans hope? No. No, why would we do that? Just give them Federation Force, which is actually a fun game, as I'll talk about later. But, um, yeah, like... So instead of getting real stuff for the 30th anniversary, we're getting an 8-bit Link that looks like an 8-bit Mario, cool. an Ocarina of Time Link, and a two-pack of cool. Toon Link and Toon Zelda. They all look awesome. The packaging has a cool little 30th anniversary emblem. Yeah, I have them all pre-ordered. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm getting none. I might get the 8-bit, uh, the 8-bit Link. The 8-bit Link. I was only planning to get the 8-bit Link. Then I got caught up in the frenzy, because I mm. relapsed. So, the only one I would, I know. The only one I would maybe consider getting is the Wind Waker ones, but I don't know. I don't want another Toon Link. I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest. I was gonna get the Wind Waker ones only, and I was like, no, I should get the 8-bit Link because I have the 8-bit Mario. And I'm like, well, I can't have all but one, so I might as well get Ocarina of Time. Like, I didn't even want. Might as well Ocarina get Pac-Man and Mega Man and Sonic. You did that to me once. Yeah. Yeah. I'm proud of that. We were at Toys R Us. And he's like, you already have Pac-Man and Mega Man. You should get Sonic. I'm like, I don't care about Sonic. He's like, you should get Sonic. I'm like, okay, I'll get Sonic. Like, yeah, you need all the third parties. <laughs> this was years ago already, like a year and a half ago. But yeah, I'm, I've relapsed. To think I could have sold my Amiibo. I still have one point in their No, at one point when they were still expensive. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Lucina's getting a restock. A lot of them are. So is Pit, yeah. so is Rosalina, so is... A lot Paul of them that haven't gotten... Tina. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I might... But, I might. Fine, I'll start buying Amiibo. <laughs> the thing, the I, thing I, I always wanted a Lucina one. The thing I find, yeah, I, I kind of, I had one at one point. Thanks. 
Yeah, so I had a Lucina. Oh. It was a proud moment. I had Lucina. I got it in like a split second on Amazon during those like flash sales they had. Yeah. It was amazing. I was so proud of myself. It was literally the highlight of my life, not really. And then Jose got, or sorry, Angel got Marth. And he's like, you said you wanted Marth back when he first came out. Did you trade me Lucina? I'm like, ah, no, like it, Lucina. It, it, and then you said, but all I need is Lucina and I'm done. And I'm like, okay. And then I caved. You're a good gave, friend. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I kind of, um, I guess, messed myself up by pretty much at one point, um, I had a Lucina pre-order. Like, it was like a backup Lucina um, from, it was like a, I think a Japanese Lucina or something. And when the sale was coming up, I was like, all right, I'm pretty sure I'll get Lucina because we were both on Amazon at the same time. So I told Jason, like, oh, you know what? You don't have to worry about Lucina. Just prioritize Robin. Like, make sure you get Robin. And Lucina, like, don't really worry about it. And then he got Lucina, and I didn't. And then he's like, oh, you didn't really want to worry about Lucina, right? And I'm like, uh, I guess not because I have a backup. But then the backup ended up falling through. So I'm like, oh, man, no, I really need the Lucina. And he was like, my only hope. And he came through. And I delivered. Yeah. That worked out. It did. Yeah. Except I don't have Lucina now. <laughs> I have Mark. <laughs> You're good. But, yeah. It's funny, though, because um, I was saying that, like, all they're doing for Thursday anniversary is you got Amiibo. Tip. But, yeah. But... Can you believe it's been five years since they did the blowout for the 25th anniversary of Zelda? That was Skyward Sword. That was the concert. That was... They're still doing the concert. They're still Yeah, but they did, they're not doing it with Koji Kondo playing Wind Waker music on piano directly in front of you like we saw. They're touring the same concert they've been touring for four years. But that's crazy. They've added five, music. They've added a bunch of games. It's been five years since Skyward Sword already. Five years. It came out on Virtual Console to celebrate Zelda's 30th. With like, longer load times, apparently. With longer load times. But nonetheless, it's been five years. We... Wait, how old's our podcast? I don't know. Because we talked about Skyward Sword in like our second episode. Oh man, are we four and a half years old? I thought we were three and a half years old. Oh yeah, we would be. We started in 2011. Whew. I mean, our pi- guys are old. Yeah, we I are. mean, our pilot episode that never aired was a Star Fox game. <gasps> it was a debate about Star Fox 64 pilot being good episode. or not, which we then yeah we we pitched it to the networks and they all turned us down. <laughs> so we went we went in indie self publishing. Uh, yeah, self publishing. Mario Kart uh, was our second episode or third episode. Third episode. The first episode was Mario 3D Land. Oh yeah, which is now bundled with the 3DS. Funny enough, second episode was Skyward was Sword. Sto- Skyward Sword. Me, my Loftwing and me was the name of it. <laughs> I don't know why we uh, called it that. <laughs> I came up with that one. You did come up with that uh, one. That's when he, that's, see, that's when he still contributed to tiles. He's accepted the fact that I take all the uh, blame for the bad tiles and just let me come up with them now. <laughs> but yeah, at, at one point we both were horrible people. Um, yeah, but what I was going to say is the, the one other cool thing that's actually happening for 30th anniversary is this book from Dark Horse. The Art and Artifacts Zelda book. It's like 400 pages of Zelda Whoa. art from throughout the generations. There's a Breath of the Wild preview in it. Let me oh, guess, cool. you're getting it. I have a pre-order. Yeah. yeah. The, the interesting... kind of question is that? Of course yeah, he is. Yeah. Of course he's getting it. Of course I'm getting it. It's going to look so great next to Hyrule Historia on my shelf. However, it feels very redundant next to Hyrule Historia on my shelf because I already have all this Zelda history and artwork, but I guess it's more. I, I don't really know what the content is outside just pictures. Like all the sample pages, which we link to on the blog post for anyone who's curious, is literally art they can just Google and find. So I assume there's something more than that because I am spending 20-something bucks, but... We'll so is this their way of saying, like, Hyrule Historia is now outdated and obsolete? Yeah. So it's, no, it's their it. way of capitalizing on how big Hyrule Historia was. That did super well. And it's their way of going, let's do it again. And it's actually the first of three books, which is what's crazy. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So so that's happening. But, um, yeah, it has Breath of the Wild. Oh, by the way, didn't mention this about the Zelda Amiibo, but 
they don't serve any purpose as more than besides just being collectibles. They don't do anything different in a game than a standard Link or a standard standard Zelda. They made some weird con about how Breath of the, they'll be Breath of the Wild compatible in some way, but I think they just meant Link and Zelda, not these Links and Zeldas. But I, I guess time will tell. Um, the other amiibo thing they announced still in the direct is that we're getting more Animal Crossing amiibo. That cards. you already mentioned. I did. Yeah, we talked about it earlier how it was like a three-year-old game. How Nintendo. No, no, no. But, but well, yes. Oh, we're getting you amiibo. Amiibo Wait, cards. Oh, amiibo. Oh, that's right. Yeah. The bus ones, right? The, yeah. The RVs, trailer. The RVs. That's See, right. and you're trying to shoot me down here. No, I don't repeat myself more than a few times back to back. I at least don't repeat throughout. Uh, Drake song. Yep, I I am a walking, talking Drake song. Started from the bomb. Um, anyway, so so we <laughs> so we're, <laughs> just trailed off. So we're getting but, a trailer park in Animal Crossing. What? So yeah, no. So the thing is, yeah, they're doing the update for the game, but they're trying to make it into like a new game. So they're releasing new amiibo to go with it. Because why just profit? Going back to the same idea of Nintendo making 3ds this budget thing. Why just profit off a game update when you can also sell some paper net with it that does things? So yeah, they're gonna be 50 cards. It's actually kind of cool how this works. They are characters in their RVs. You scan them into the game, and an RV rolls into town. You can go Aww, look in it, and it's, it's like it's like a little mini version of their house. And then you can invite them to move into your village, and then they move into your village. Animal Crossing games have, all, have always fascinated me. I've always wanted to play one. You've never played one? I've never played an Animal Crossing. You should correct that with the upcoming Animal Crossing New Leaf Welcome Amiibo, which is the... God, they're naming schemes lately. When's the release date? It is December 2nd, along with those 50 cards. Same day as Mario Maker, interestingly enough. I, I might, I, pick, I no I might pick it up. You should. It, it, New Leaf is a really good game. and like, like that. And the <laughs> New Leaf is a really good game, actually. And the thing is, um, you're the this mayor. Is a big update. Like it's not just these cards. Like they are doing it. They're gonna do a mini direct for Animal Crossing New Leaf Welcome Amiibo in um, in November, I think, on the second or something like that. At least in Japan. And this, I think like, they announced this it is here big too. Enough, or they, they said they said they had one in the fall in Japan. They gave a date. Oh yeah. Yeah. But it's it's a big enough deal that they're doing a whole direct just about it. So I yeah, imagine cool. I imagine we're gonna see some sort of integration with that upcoming Animal Crossing mobile app uh, game, smartphone oh, game. Oh yeah. Like what else could they put in there? I mean, all oh, all the villagers that come in these uh, RVs are also brand new. They're not in oh, the okay. leaf currently. So we might finally get past the same 250 villagers that've been am- every Animal Crossing. I mean, I still haven't seen all of them. So yeah. If I've never seen them before, they're new to me. But but what, what what's kind of weird it, has Nintendo ever done an expansion pack before? Because I think this is the first time they've done something like this, right? Like, I can't think of it. They've. I mean, for a game this old, I guess. I mean, they've done DLC. That's a little different. They've never. And yeah, they package it with the DLC included in, like, system bundles. But I don't think they've ever gone. I don't think they've ever, on the same system, re released a game with a new name as if it was a new game when it's actually just an upgrade of an old game. We're all getting the update. I I guess you can say the Pokemon games are. Oh yeah, like that. Emerald, I guess. Yeah, yeah like the third. Pucci the... and Yoshi's Woolly World. Kind of, but see, that's a different system. It's a port. What's weird about this is yeah. like, so Animal Crossing New Leaf came out June 2013, right? Something like that, and then they re they that's just more... re released yeah. it like this past week as this Nintendo Select like you know discount game. Like it has the red frame around it. They republished the game. They republishing the game. It's out there. And now, on December 2nd, they are doing it a third time, but with new content that anyone who buys it currently will get for free. Anyone who has already, like us, will get for free. But, yeah. like, three reprints of one game? Yeah, the, the, the closest comparison I could make to it is when fighting games on other consoles release their Ultimate Editions with all the DLC because they're done. 
like Mortal Kombat so Complete Capcom Collection games. or yeah, Capcom and yeah, what have you. Resident Evil Five, Resident Evil Golden, Five Gold Edition. Yeah. But it's weird. But those are kind of like oh, new roster. It's a little odd. Where it's like RVs. <laughs> Here you go. Well, it's Animal Crossing. Yeah, no, well, it, I mean, it, kind of, it makes sense. It is a new roster of the, yeah, new, of the Animal Crossing world. Yeah, Animal Crossing. I'm really curious about the other stuff. Animal is. Crossers. Is that, the, is that what you call them? Villagers. Animal Crossers. Oh. I guess. Yeah, villagers. Animal Crossing sounds like some sort of weird breeder that's making like mutant animals. I play, hey, I play, I play that game. Yeah, <laughs> I smell spinoff. But uh, I actually think this might be one of the better uses of Amiibo in like the last long while, maybe in all of this year. Because like the, the the characters can. Whoops! I just knocked the table. The characters can actually have an effect on your game, and like I mean, granted, there are only six different personalities, but who you have in your village, their, what items they give you in from their house, what they have you do, like that varies and if these characters if you have a card that has a villager that has a game boy tv and you're like i want that game boy tv and you scan it in and you work your way through it you will get it it's not just like star fox zero where it's like your r-wing's polygonal now or like kirby plant robot where it's like you have a power up now like these are actual things that like let you do things that make sense in the game world besides just change a skin or swap out a thing it's kind of nice to see well, a little matter to see that yeah to see them but you definitely used. need the cards uh, I think so. To do this, okay. The cards or the figures? Uh, no, just the card. They oh. haven't talked about the figure. They said other amiibo will work with it, and other characters outside. Oh, you're right. Figures too. Figures yeah. can work with figures it. Figures too. Uh, so yeah, the figures and the cards. Um, in Japan, they're actually making a series of these cards that are uh, Hello Kitty. They're working with Samparo or whatever. The Sanrio. Name. Yeah, them. Samparo's a beer. Uh, <laughs> you, mean <laughs> working... you mean Sapporo? Yeah, that means Sapporo. I'm just mixing them all up. But yeah, they're working with the Hello Kitty folk, and they've got special cards that have both Hello Kitty art and the Animal Crossing Villager together in the RV or whatever. When you scan it in, it does nothing different than a standard card, but it's just like a cross-promotional thing. Huh. So so there's that. But uh, yeah, I mean, like, I guess you Happy Home Desire kind of used Amiibo in a similar way. That was kind of critical to the game. But this is definitely, like, the least gimmicky. Like, it's not another Amiibo Festival situation where you have to scan them just to do your turn. It's not another Mario and Friends Amiibo challenge where you have to scan them to unlock something. Like, this is actual meat on the bone, so to speak. This actually matters. It's cool. It's nice to see them do it. But I feel like now this reminds me that they kind of need to, like, do this more. Like, I don't know. It's a chicken or egg situation, but I'm not sure if people stop caring about Amiibo because there were no games that used Amiibo well? Or did Nintendo stop making games that use Amiibo well because people stopped caring about Amiibo? It's... I don't know. It happened it, simultaneously. I mean, I, I kind of stopped caring after I finished buying them because I, I never really cared too much about their functionality, just about the particular Amiibo because there were right. Smash Brothers. They never gave uh, a good reason for functionality. Besides, like, Smash fighters well i mean no that, yeah that, not even then like we were just getting them because like oh now we have a nest toy now we have a captain falcon now we yeah have which also makes us feel like it must be like a do or die it's like oh i got these two i might as well get the rest yeah that's true that's true it, it, i guess this is the do or die like the collectibleness has kind of died down because the key characters are there no one cares about not only that but jack specific has animal crossing villagers jack specific has really bumped up their Making character, making toys of obscure and random yeah, characters. Yeah, because they saw Amiibo do well on there. Yeah, and it's really cool. Like they, they're making everything. Like they made a posable Falco, posable like different types of Samus, and I don't know. It's really cool. And I think that specifically, they made a is Waluigi. Why Nintendo really it's now or never for Amiibo. They need to figure out what to do with it because if Jax can come in and just 
take away the collectible half of it. Yeah, they're literally making the characters that haven't had amiibo. Yeah. So and and the thing is, like amiibo, this this is like real. Like their Nintendo's laziness about this has had real world consequences for them. Like in the July MPD for uh, sales of here in the U.S., there was a thirty four percent dollar shift within game accessories away from Skylanders and amiibo over to Lego Dimensions and Disney Infinity. A third of all the money spent on Toys to Life moved away from Amiibo. That's and and to be clear, Toys for Life only dipped three percent as a category in sales, but a third of that of that was just gone from Nintendo and and Skylanders. But that's like that's pretty significant. Now, granted, whoops, granted, um, Disney Infinity's being phased out, so that was all deeply discounted. So people probably snatched that for the collectible nature. Lego Dimensions they have so many properties and movies and franchises that tie into that, so people are buying that for that. Like, I was going to jump do... in it eventually. Yeah, exactly. As soon as Sonic. Sonic. yeah. Well, because of that. Right, but... Um, thought it took. Yeah, it kind of feels like Nintendo really... This is when they get their ducks in a row about Amiibo, or else they're kind of... That's it. It's done. I think maybe New Leaf is a step in the right direction. I mean, I hope it's a step in the right direction, because it's really only one of two games I even support Amiibo in 2016. So, <laughs> at this point, like, like nothing in the lineup from now to the end of the year has Amiibo support, except... Animal Crossing New Leaf Welcome Edition or Welcome Amiibo. Why is it not Welcome Edition? That's even anyway. <laughs> and and uh, the other game is Mario Party Star Rush, and we don't even know how it's using Amiibo, but it does use Amiibo in some way. Hopefully, better than Mario Party Ten. Yeah, actually, I, that wasn't that bad, but it was I feel like, like it's gonna be just as bad. But I mean, it was just like a tease. They're like, "Oh, this is the actual kind of Mario Party you want," but we're gonna simplify the heck out of it. Yeah. Meanwhile, on the other hand, I feel like Star Rush is like Mario Party deconstructed. They're like, oh, you like the mini games? Here's a mode for mini games. Oh, you like uh, the idea of moving, be like controlled with a die with dice? Sure, but we're not gonna limit you to a board. Oh, you like being limited in a set path? Sure, we have one where literally you just go from point A to point B, back and forth, and nowhere else. One, Star one that's Rush only rad. Star Rush yeah. does look good. One, one that's only skill based, apparently. Then they have that yeah, skill yeah, that, that's the that's the uh, the mini game only one I was talking about Coinathon, yeah. So um, yeah, so that I guess this is kind of good segue into Mario stuff with Mario Party Star Rush. Um, so in the direct they did show more of Star Rush. Finally, it has seven modes. We now know three or four of the seven. Previously, we only knew uh, Toad Scramble, which they showed at E3. That's the one where you run around, yeah. move freely. I didn't realize like I knew you teamed up with characters, but I didn't realize the extent. So like different. As you run around as Toad, like, different Mario characters are on the board. You mm-hmm. recruit them. They boost your um, stats in some way that's unique to them. And then they also play alongside you as computer-controlled people in the mini-games, which I didn't know they would do, which mm-hmm. is kind of cool. And they go a boss and fight the boss, and, yeah, it's, you know, that sort of structure. But then in addition to that, the one you were talking about, Angel, Coinathon, is the mini-game-only one, where literally it's skill-based. There's, For the most part. Well, it's skill-based as a mini-game in Mario Party can be. Well, I mean... Because as I was watching it, I was like, oh, all right, it's like pure minigame based, but you still collect these, I guess, Mario Kart style items. And then I guess I like, thought you get those in the minigame. Well, that's like, yeah, you get but, them in the minigame, but, but like, but they're, they're still like Mario Kart status. Like, they're, uh, where, like, you don't know which one you're going to get. Like, oh, I got the. Oh, I, got, like, oh. I thought you did know what you're going to get, which is why I was saying I think it's still skill based because, like, you can decide. I mean, if you're, I mean, I mean, if you're skillful, you can make sure yeah. you get the item before your sure, opponent fair. does so that you could throw something negative on them. Yeah. So, I mean, in that sense, um, you could, I mean, still take skill to dodge them or to make right. sure. It does take out the most random element, though, which is the dice. 
Yeah, which, I mean, I feel like was never too big of an issue. But that's why there's seven modes. So I know, you yeah. You can find the one that's right for you. Yeah, exactly. But... <laughs> but yeah, and then there's also Mario Shuffle, which is the one I was saying before, where it's like you just go point A to B. It's like literally a shuffleboard, and you move a few spots. It's like Nintendo way. creating like problems that never existed. Well, no, that was the thing with Mario Party that people... There, I have heard people, I've read people say that, like, they don't like, like, they're doing, we've had it happen to us when playing. Like, you're winning, you're doing super well, and then you end up in last place because you got a bad dice roll and end up on a bad spot. And that oh, I mean, I, 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 I kind of accept that as part of Mario Party. I was talking more about how they were saying the whole reason they even switched to this whole going in one car method or whatever is because. Oh, you're talking about the recent Mario, not this one, the others. Okay, yeah. Well, just, about like nine well, this, well, this one was kind of a bait and switch when they said, like, oh, people hate taking turns like so let's move everyone together and i'm like oh they're gonna put them in a car but you're literally moving at the same time oh, oh which back was at E3 when they said yeah that, so it's yeah. like yeah, okay it's a yeah. cool interesting take on it it makes it faster and it doesn't no, it's cool but yeah the, I, the um the one other thing that's actually really cool about it that they kind of talked about in the direct but not really is this is the first mario party where you really truly only need one copy of the game to fully play, yeah, you have to download a party one. guest like, version. Yes, that's yeah. actually really cool because the party get the cart the party guest version will actually save all your stats from time to time that you oh. play. And if you then buy Mario Party, it will import them for you. So mm. you, like, if I come over here and you own the game and I just play it with you on my party guest app, and I come again and again and again, I'll actually stack those stats and actually keep track, which is kind of I don't know why Nintendo didn't think of doing that before, but it's pretty smart. So that's, really, that's cool. It is a really cool game though. Like it, this mm-hmm. is the first Mario Party that in years I've been legitimately looking forward to. Mm-hmm. So when does this one come out? November eleventh. Never forget. Never forget. <laughs> remember, remember the eleventh of November. <laughs> but yeah, and and it comes out with the series two Mario Amiibo, which again we have no idea what they do, mm-hmm. except exist. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's cool. I'm I'm excited for it. I never thought soundboard I did not think in a long time. I would say I'm excited for Mario Party. Let it be a soundboard. It's gonna be more. Every mode supports amiibo in some way. All seven. No, they soundboard. How would that? Okay. In every mode, they just say something different when you scan. Yeah, that'd be the worst. <laughs> I hope that's not it, because like I said, this is when amiibo needs to step it up. If Mario goes like, from "You're the best," "You're number uh, one." God. That's how you taunt. You just slam them on your 3ds. It's like what? Smash Bros. taunts. What was the last good Mario Party game? Island Tour was fun, but I guess if you mean like good, good. That's tough. I haven't played Mario Party in such a long time. I'm gonna. I, I so have probably to do that thing that probably yeah, seven. Mario Party, about. Yeah, probably seven. Mario Party game. Seven was pretty good. I I'm not, I'm gonna not oh, wait, answer seven your was question the and answer one. a question by own choosing, which is Mario Party Two is the best Mario Party, not the most recent good one, but the best overall. I don't think Mario Party Six. I like Mario, Mario Party, Party Six. Is actually pretty good. Yeah, I like Mario Party. 4 I, I think Mario Seven was already when it was kind of <laughs> became a little bit of a fatigue. Yeah. You like the Mario Party 4s? The marketing for Mario Party 4 is a fake election campaign. That's oh, five. Is, You're thinking of five. Am I? Yeah. The uh, so yeah, I like the marketing for Mario Party. Mar- 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 Party. The, the fake Mar- the fake uh, election was pretty good. I think Mario Party 4 was the one where they were doing like the house. Party. They are doing a house yeah, party. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the vote Bowser stuff. And uh, Mario Party 4 is uh, the, first the best Mario Party. Okay. No. Next, no. Next no whoa, 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 whoa. No. Two. Two is the best. Three is a letdown compared to two. I'm just putting. I bought. I had Mario Party 1, loved it. Rented Mario Party 2 as a kid from, like, Hollywood Video or whatever. Never bought it. Then I was like, I'll buy 3. I'll correct that mistake. No, 3 is not as good as 2. You I really like... A video kid? Uh, that's what my town Montana had. Well, actually, no, we had a Blockbuster, too. But Hollywood Video had a better game selection. Oh, okay. Yeah, I really like that minigame foul play. That was fun. I don't remember any specific minigame. Um, it's just a dual minigame in Mario Party 3 where you have to chase a chicken. 
cool. <laughs> you know, speaking of Mario doing things like chasing chickens and not platforming and not plumbing and not doing things you expect, uh, there's we did talk, we touched on it earlier, but there is that new Mario Sports Superstars coming out. Woo-hoo. And it's... Uh, actually yeah, there you go. So it's five sports. I think we said this earlier. I'm not sure, but I'll just run through them for those who don't know. You get golf, tennis, soccer, baseball, and horse racing. All at the same time. All at once. It's <laughs> one sport. No, Dude, but that's the uh, Mario twist you expect. Yeah, yeah, see that. Or the Mario twist you want. Quite frankly, <laughs> I'd be more interested in the game if it was all five in one than if it was five separate. Because I baseball, feel... bat in one hand, golf club in the <laughs> other. <laughs> okay. It'd be like polo, except also baseball and also soccer. But uh, what I was going to say is... Well, the horse would do the soccer part. Oh, yeah, the horse. That's true. That's <laughs> yeah. true. And it could do full 11-on-11 soccer, just like the... What Nintendo's actually promising. No, but the, the the thing that's weird about this, this game almost more than even the ports that we talked about earlier. Reeks how they're so of... like half. This is the one that felt like it was just like we need something. It felt empty. It just felt like it. Well, because yeah, two of those games don't even feel like they're really there. Like I wouldn't probably, I probably wouldn't play golf or tennis because I've played so much of golf and tennis on 3DS. And already. it looked, honestly, it looks like tennis is built on top of Ultra Ultra Smash from Wii U and then downgrade. Or if anything, it like, looks like no from open court. You mean open, just open. Oh, open. Yeah, uh, may, right. yeah you, you're right. It could just be open. Right, so, it's open. Yeah, it's built on either open or... Well, Ultra Smash is just an HD-ified open. So we're, I'm just well, DHD. Yeah. They, they went 10, they went 720p and then they came back down to sub 480 or whatever. The three, I think 3 is at like 320. But uh, yeah, so tennis is built on tennis. Golf is just built on top of World Tour. It's the yeah. same engine. Like this right here is the exact budget Kind of curious on how baseball will play just because it's... I did like Mario Baseball, but I'm sure this is not going to be like Mario Baseball. But here's the thing. They, they keep saying in the direct... I think they said twice. It's fully featured. You know what fully featured means? This is what they claim it means. Single player tournament play, local multiplayer, online. and online multiplayer. I do... Oh, and there's a button for Amiibo card support, but no one knows what it does. But I can't imagine it adding that much value. Maybe characters you train like in Ultra Smash. Maybe. Maybe. Costumes for your, I mean, costumes for your characters. But, like, that's not fully featured. Yes, your soccer has 11 on 11. That's cool. But that's not... You need something a little more. I don't know. It, we, we don't... Say, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, I guess... I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping that it's a situation where we don't know enough yet. Because part of the reason I loved Mario Sluggers and tennis and, like, the other sports ones a lot was because they pretty much followed the actual game rules. They stayed, they stuck pretty close to the official sport. Right. But they sprinkled some Mario magic on top of it. Which is what is weird. I mean, Strikers, like, like Strikers is cool, but I feel like if they gave us traditional soccer like they're doing now and maybe added some other stuff on top that may, that may or may not be there, that'd be cool. Because that's yeah. what baseball really is. It's all the actual baseball rules are there, but you get like start throws and start pitches and chemistry attacks and whatever. And that's almost what feels weird about this. Is like Nintendo kept saying, oh, it's fully featured and look, like I hate to judge it off two minutes of video less than two minutes of video in a direct that's but, what we're here to but, do. but i'm doing it anyway yeah but it just feels like it's just like, well i mean that's I, a, that's what they wanted to show us we have to decide whether we want to buy it or not so. right like why i guess yeah that's my point it's like why would they not show anything unique or special they're showing oh, literally bare bones yep, yep yep like at this state like i know camelot makes us. great i know camelot makes great uh sport mario sports games i know the gameplay mechanics are gonna be perfect i know it's gonna be fun to play online it's gonna be fun to play offline like local multiplayer that's all fine but, like, where are the Mario-inspired stages? Where are the star throws you were mentioning? Where's, like, Wait, the crazy you say? golf courses? Before I interrupted you. Were you going to say something? Oh, when that's they, right. When they, when they talk about 11-on-11 11 11 matches, 
do they honestly mean a l- 22 players online? No, 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 no right? It, it, it's one on one. Two players yeah. online with 10 little shy guys. Yeah. And, and, and two captains, yeah. Yeah, and two captains that you're choosing. But, um, can yeah, you I just do thought, I thought 11 on 11 with FIFA? Is that even a thing? No, I think it's no? one on one. I don't, I don't play FIFA. Do you realize how insane 11 11 would be in like if everyone it was online? It sounds pretty fun. It'd be, it'd be insane. It but it also sounds also like happen. if you have a good team, like, I mean, when I played intramural soccer in Santa Barbara, um, sometimes I would just be in the back and I never had to do anything because some of my teammates were so good that I literally just didn't do anything. But I'm going to be... Good way of getting that varsity jacket. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, though. If 11 11 was really 22 players, that... Would make this unique and interesting. I would buy that would, a game. That for would that. be twenty two players. Do you realize? Imagine a whole baseball game with actually everything. Everyone, with, yeah, do you, no, no, position that piece like. Think about. Like, you have to wait your turn in line to bat. But <laughs> hey, what are you playing? Oh, I'm. That playing would make a line it simulation. That would that would make it pretty stressful. No, but that's why I'm like, saying it's like we're not stressful. Well, not no, 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 in a good way, like, yeah. like intense and. Like, like, oh man, this guy has to get the hit. Oh, I could get the blah blah blah. That's something that would feel new and different like the fact that they the fact that they couldn't even show mario stage it like mario themed stuff in the mario sports superstar game whatever fine but it just looks so cookie cutter from what we played before but they did that if they had you be one of 22 people it would have to be a wii u game one of to do that would it i don't know why have any... in fact it's less rendering per second what's the most um oh actually no for online for what's i the... don't know how that would work how many players have the 3ds pushed online and most I've ever seen is... Eight. Four, Mario Kart 8. Eight. eight. It depends on how the netcode's built. Like, if they can... The problem is you have to be able to... <laughs> yeah, you're, now that I think about it, 22 players wouldn't work because you'd have to somehow calculate... <laughs> yeah, 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 it work. But baseball would because there's only a few people going... Uh, nine, nine players on the field. That's only one and, more than... One and down. one... Uh, but it's nowhere... And the, and, the controls are, and, and the controls don't even have to be that complicated. The runner, just it's just going to get... A to run in one direction, B to turn around. Also, it's nowhere. And that's all they have. It's nowhere near as intense of a data stream, so to speak, as like Mario Kart would be, or Smash Bros would be. Yeah, true. Because you're just like, oh, they're moving. Left Especially if there's the no field. gimmicks on. Yeah, exactly. So if there's no gimmicks, then do the multiplayer thing. Or if you're not doing the multiplayer thing, do some gimmicks. But oh. right now, it's just so like it, it seems like too much effort for Nintendo is. to do. Right, and that goes back to the whole budget thing again. Like this would be an awesome NX game, but if we're talking 3DS, which is now the position, they could the be the first system, if FIFA doesn't do this. This is what you get. Um. Yeah. So I guess I guess we'll see. I mean, I feel like I'm gonna end up buying it and enjoying it. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy. It. I buy all the all the sports titles. Yeah, they're fun. But you I bought guess Mario Sports Mix. That was Sports Mix. It was on for uh, the Wii. Yeah, it was on the Wii. Oh, I, I Square Enix. I probably had sold my my Wii by then. Did you have Mario Hoops three on three? I did. I still can't get over that Square Enix made a basketball game starring Mario. Like, who pulled awesome those game? random words out of a hat and decided that's going to be a thing we I do? bought uh, SSX, I think it was... It was not tricky. It was SSX on, on tour, tour? With Mario and with Peach Mario and Luigi. And Peach and did you get NBA Street Volume 3 with Mario dunking over? I, <laughs> nice. I always wanted that, just to be able to, for one minute, be like, I did that. That happened. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a sports guy, but the the Mario games always... Yeah, the, or even, the sports titles always... Yeah, always yeah I'm a huge fan of SSX Tricky. Like, yeah. I love that game. Granted, it's tricky, October, tricky, tricky. You know, if you sing any more of that, we'd probably have to get clearance on public use or run DMC song. Really? If you broadcast out music for a for, prolonged for period of time, it costs money. You have to pay. Who says I was singing anything? I was just repeating that I know, particular word. Say, yeah, yeah. Have, uh, happy birthday is now um, public domain. 
Do you yep. know that? Yep. Really? I heard it was yeah. yeah. I can't believe it wasn't. That's what's even crazier. It's right? like so old it should be. No more all these unique songs or silly songs and mm-hmm. cartoons so, and movies. So are you are you Angel Gang Sports Mix? Or superstars, I mean? Most so, likely. So we're all good, yeah. So we sat here and complained about how bad it is, and I'm like, well, we're part of the problem. Hey, well, I mean, at the end of the day, you want to play local. they're going to be solid games, yeah. too. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing about everything in this direct. They're all going to be solid. They're all going to be fun. They're just so... Eh? They are. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're just, just like they there. Just are, yeah. yeah, they just kind of exist. And they're no Mario Kart or It's no like whatever. Mario Kart, no Splatoon. It's no, no Smash. Smash Bros. It's just kind of... It's no Pokemon, except Pokemon, which is Pokemon. But uh, the others aren't Pokemon. But... I hope that soundbite of what I just said becomes like <laughs> someone's like, "This is what the Random Town podcast said." But, <laughs> it's not this. It's not that. But, but it's, 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 it's except for it's that. But yeah, it's just like I. Yeah, we're all good. Yeah, I feel like. Uh, but speaking of Mario playing sports, we have to at least mention this. There's no way we can't, and that's the Olympic closing ceremony, which Nintendo's been saying for a while now. They want to do IP expansion. They want to put their characters in new places. I don't think they had the closing ceremony of the most watched sporting event in the world in mind when they said that and yet here we are with that was you, you guys saw it right like that yeah. was cool so for those who somehow didn't watch any of the olympics which is possible a quick rundown tokyo's having the olympics in 2020 because of that um they get a few minutes of the closing ceremony at rio to kind of like get the torch passed to them figuratively the actual olympic torch comes in 2020 but uh so they did this thing, they did this montage of people training, and they integrated things. You always integrate things that represent your culture in the most stereotypical way. So Rio did a lot of, like, carni- carnival stuff, or carnival, if you want to say it right. And then Tokyo did a lot of traditional shrine imagery, and a lot of video game and anime characters. Yeah, they had anime, they had they Hello had Kitty, Kitty Pac-Man, Doraemon. Doraemon. And then they decided, you know what, that's not good enough, we're going to go a little further. So they cut to a car, and in the car, in this pre-recorded video is the Prime Minister of Japan, Prime Minister Abe, or Abe, it's spelled Abe, and he says, I'm, I'm going to be late, I'm not going to make it to the closing ceremony, and then for no apparent reason, transforms into Mario, like a fully CG Mario, runs through Tokyo, he's handed a warp pipe that drills through the center of the earth to Rio, Mario jumps in the warp pipe, There, this Mario's on screen at this point for maybe 25, 30 seconds, which is a long time when you're on the biggest in front of the biggest audience in the world, for your character to be, like, free, freely advertised. Goes through the warp pipe, and here's what gets really crazy. Back in Rio, there's now literally a Mario warp pipe in the middle of the stadium, and then out pops the Prime Minister of Japan, dressed as Mario in tearaway clothes, that as he comes out of the pipe, tear away to show he is actually not Mario, but the Prime Minister of Japan. Could you imagine if Obama was at a closing ceremony and just, like, appeared as Captain America and then tore it off? He's like, just kidding, I'm Obama. Like, it's insane oh, that man. that happened. But, 22 yeah. Olympics are going to be so weird, It's going to be so great. I'm so excited. But the, even, and then, and then the whole Tokyo segment ended with the Mario, Super Mario Brothers victory music that you, you know, when you're at the castle and you get the right numbers. Oh, okay, and then yeah. the fireworks shot off at the stadium. It did the, like, da 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 with the fireworks. Like, they're even ending it with Mario. Like, the whole theme of it was so on point. Sales of new Super Mario Brothers sold. What's even crazier about it is Nintendo didn't pay a penny. The Japanese Olympic Committee went to them and said, we want to use Mario. They actually turned down using Pikachu because they didn't think it was recognizable enough internationally, so they went with Mario. But, yeah, they they being the Olympic Committee, they considered Pikachu, but they didn't do it. But, it would have been yeah. interesting to see him in a Pikachu costume. Oh. <laughs> I probably would have stuck that, more. That would be even better. But the thing, the thing I find so cool about the ceremony, well, two things. One, they really saw it all the way through. Like, the theme carried throughout. Mario 
had a level he had to go to. He went to the level, he completed the goal, he got the victory music. Like, it wasn't just a throwaway reference, it actually carried all the way through, which was kind of neat. But more to the point, like, I know Nintendo's a big corporation, and but we're so deep into, like, our talking about them and our fandom and everything mm-hmm. that I think at least I sometimes forget that they're so recognizable so globally. Like, they really are, like, one of the biggest companies in the world, but I'm always so, like, honed in and like, oh, I love Nintendo, it's my thing. So then when you see, like, the Prime Minister of Japan come up as Mario, and then they have the victory jingle and everything, I, it's like this weird feeling of, like, oh, we made it. It's like when your sports team does well. It's like, oh, yeah. whoa, we made it. Like, I was part of that. I was not. <laughs> I had nothing to do with <laughs> it. That was on me. But it was like, but you know how, like, people are, like, if they're a Lakers fan, they're like, oh, yeah, we won the championship. I really had that feeling. Like, oh, I did it, guys. I was in the, like, I my communal Nintendo thing, like, the world saw it. It's the same feeling with Pokemon Go, kind of, where it's like, oh, wow, like, this is a thing again. Wow, I'm, like, in the cool club now with this. Like, it, it's weird. It's super fanboyish, but it's just, like, it's kind of... You, know, you have this weird allegiance sometimes with things you like, and then when they blow up in such a way, you're just like, whoa, that's really crazy. That's cool. I don't know if you guys felt that way. I mean, you're less of a Nintendo person, Kevin, than I am, but I don't know if you, Angel, had a sort of any reaction to the Olympic thing. No, I will even... I'm not a huge... I, I was, but... Not so much now. But regardless, I I thought that was cool. I Right? Yeah. It's, I guess even just gamers would be like, oh, cool, we made yeah. it. Like, you're on the biggest stage in the world. I mean, Mario is kind of like the mascot for gaming. Yeah. 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 So I guess any gamer could appreciate it. But it's just like, yeah, I don't know. It, it's crazy. And again, it's more insane that Nintendo has to pay for it. I would love if uh, Shigeru Miyamoto, Miyamoto was uh, actually the director of the opening ceremony for the 2020 Olympics. That'd, that'd, be, cool. that'd be cool. I bet you I would not put down money, but I would bet you figuratively, that uh, he will appear, he will for sure appear at the opening ceremony. The opening ceremony? They, lots of countries trot out some of their well-known people from all different spaces, like entertainment, technology. The guy that made Mario and Zelda, I'm pretty sure he'll have something. He may, it may just be him walking in a group of people, but he will be there some way. I'm pretty sure. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm... Be on the podcast in four years. Yeah, there we go. I really, uh... Well, I really hope as you know those dancing Pikachus they have parade around. That they're one gonna be. Uh... I'm hoping the opening ceremony is just that. <laughs> you know, just two hours. You know they're gonna that. be there. It's gonna it's be one of those Pikachu lighting up the torch. No, they usually get an Olympian, but it's gonna be one of the Pikachu. It's gonna be an Olympian. The torch. It's gonna be an Olympian in that costume. He's gonna run up there and then take off the head and ruin children's dreams. No, he's gonna have to do the whole thing. He'll do like a backflip uh, or something. All right, fair. Yeah. He's, pa- he's practicing see. right now all the way to the Olympics. So he's running that costume. Pole vaulting Pikachu's. Yep. Man, this guy, 2020 is going to be so great. That Olympics That's going to be, be such a weird Olympics. It's going to be the best Olympics. As long as they keep tentacles out of it, I think we're good. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I don't know how to segue from this. So I'm just going to say it. Um, a lot of Mario Sports, we had one other brand new unexpected game in the direct. We already kind of name-dropped it. That is Pikmin for 3DS. Now, I have a question about this game. Mm-hmm. Is this the game that Miyamoto was talking about? I don't think so. Because he <clears> called it Pikmin 4. Okay. And this... It's just called Pikmin for Nintendo 3DS because they haven't named it yet. So I, I would think they would call it Pikmin 4 temporarily. This definitely feels like a spin Well, Smash Bros. Pikmin Smash Bros. 4 is Smash Bros. Bros. for Wii. 3DS. Well, it's, oh. And it's the fourth game. But, well, well, this one, luckily, has working title next to okay. Pikmin for 3DS. Right. <laughs> Unlike Smash, which I still can't believe they actually well, called it Well, hold on. That. When is Pikmin coming up? After the NX. Okay, Presumably. so yeah, the, well, yeah, well, this definitely is a Pikmin 4. All it says is uh, 2017 in the direct. I'm inter- considering everything prior to NX was dated. I imagine it means after the NX. Considering okay. they were saying spring for Mario, but then only 2017 Mario Sports. I mean, then only 2017 for Pikmin. It's probably later on. 
Um, but yeah, it's quite different. So instead of it being an RTS that's top-down, it's now a action-oriented, side-scrolling, polygonal platformer. In other words, it's Chibi Robo Ziplash Pikmin edition, sort of. Well, like yeah, they're, they're Chibi Robo Zip. Wait, what they did to that Pikmin. game, they're doing yeah. to this game. I should, yeah, Chibi Robo. Trailer looked fun. Yeah, Chibi Robo is fun. I don't have a problem with it. It's just like on a system. You mean that for has, Pikmin? For Pikmin, yeah. On a system that has such a huge selection of great side scrolls, it almost buries Pikmin a little. Like it looks like it's gonna be fun, but it's kind of like oh, another side scroll as well. Like, I don't know. I, glance. From the trailer, right. like I kind of felt like it looked kind of boring, but I mean that's only the trailer. Like I. Right. I, I'm sure it had. Yeah, I, think it was, uh, I, know, I think it's. I think it's. It, well, I thought the trailer made it look itself. like like really slow, like more like. I'm pretty sure that's like the first five minutes of the game. I, no, I know that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, I'm sure like the, that's what I'm saying. Like the trailer is kind of like saying, like I wouldn't want someone to play the demo of Monster Hunter and take that as their, like, oh yeah, the, that's Monster Hunter. Take yeah. The, yeah. So. But yeah, it's kind of like. Like I thought that was like a bad showing of Pikmin in my opinion. I think. Well, I think part of the problem is not. Yeah, now it was not the most action packed, which is weird because they consider they went on to say it's yeah. action packed. This is a more action oriented, fast paced where you're gonna have to make rapid decisions than he's just walking up slowly throwing Pikmin. But what I think is weird about it is like and so then if boss you battle... go to a store, or if you're like just someone that's a little more not as familiar with the 3DS, and you look and you see Chibi Robo next to Pikmin. Next to Yoshi Warrior World, next to Mario, New Super Mario Brothers, next to, you know, I could rattle off like five more platformers. What does it do to stand out? They're all 2D side scores. Now, we know as Pikmin fans, and we know from paying attention that this is still Pikmin, it's just flattened out on a 2D plane. Like, uh, you're still managing Pikmin, you're tapping them with the stylus to like collect items and fight enemies and move things and whatnot. But, like, to an average person, it just looks like, oh, it's kind of like Kirby Ro- Planet Robobot, except there's many of them like it, it it gets lost in the shuffle like it feels a little too more of the same which again is why i think no, we yeah, lost I, some some of the oomph in this direct because even the new stuff looks like old stuff i'm definitely looking forward to see more of it i just want to see what it really has to offer yeah i mean they right now it just looks like i don't know, like like a tech demo yeah I, I i get that but i i mean i don't know i'm very like, even Chibi Robo, like, I was comparing Chibi Robo, and Chibi Robo was fun. So if this is, like, Chibi Robo, but just stylus-based, okay, I'll have fun with it. No problem. But, yeah, just something's missing. Not quite. It, it's, like, familiar, but not, but is too familiar, but kind of boring, but apparently not boring. I don't know. It, it just seems like a game that might be overly easy. I think part of the... That's, I mean, that's just, like, a first impression based on Honestly, the trailer. No, it, think... it, it could not be, but... I don't know, maybe I'm still a little... Um, there's still some like, minor pains from like Pikmin 3 not being exactly a difficult game. So it's like, alright, so this one is going to be an even simpler game because... Well, simpler doesn't necessarily mean easy if they have the right level designers. But I agree... Yoshi's with, New Island. I know, so... Rumored, rumored. That's the same developer, it's just a rumor. But no, I agree with your point that like it does feel simpler. Because, I mean, you still... They did a good job, like, all the Pikmin well, have their There's only so like, much you can one. do. Like, but that's what I was going to say. Because it's a side scroller. That's what I was going to say. You can only go left or right. There's yeah. no... You can't micromanage your Pikmin in different ways and have them do different the things. The most micromanage... Like, go? Behind you? In front of you? Yeah, the most you can do is just screen. change the color. I guess. And, and then at that point, it just gets messier. I don't know. Unless there's a map. Oh, no, there's no map because the, the levels span two screens. Yeah, you have a jetpack. It's... I, yeah, I need to see more. I need to see more. I'm, I'm kind of skeptical. That's just how yeah, I feel Yeah, I mean, right I now. feel like what we're getting is it's a 
platformer that has an overlay of Pikmin on it, kind of like Ziplash was a platformer with an overlay of Chibi Robo. There's enough there that you're gonna go. This does kind of feel like Pikmin. I mean, but it, there's not enough there. I mean, that it could work. Really I mean, Pikmin. um, I'm probably not a fair comparison, but I mean, it just kind of reminds me of Kirby's Mass Attack because that one you had a yeah. a clump of Kirby that pretty much act like Pikmin. You tap an enemy, they all run to it and attack it, and it worked really well. It pretty much was Pikmin. Pikmin. But and, it seems and, somehow and, faster paced. And that game this. was really fun. That game was fast paced and action packed, and yeah. it varied up the game's play style like from level to level. So maybe we are being too hard on it. It is early. I mean, you know, we, I, I think don't they know. really I, showed us. I, I think that's what it was. It's a 2017 game. Well, yeah, I'm sure exactly. we'll see more of it. They just do yeah. it because they need something to like tease. Yeah, I, I think it's just based off first impression. And I guess now that I just realized that, yeah, we played Kirby's Mass Attack, and I guess I'm kind of comparing it to it because you literally flick Kirby's yeah. like Pikmin. It literally was. How you would imagine the Pikmin game to work on DS, which is without all the more. Yeah, which I wonder if that's part of the reason it lacks some oomph. Besides the fact that it's kind of like there's so many sides. You know what? Maybe if it had kind of the same art style as Kirby. So do you just want Kirby Mass Attack Two? Is that what you're asking for? I guess at this point. (laughs) So just okay. So we except that was a DS game, so make it a 3DS game and just make it um. Mass, I don't, yeah, the, the, yeah, the, the double the number of Kirby they have and Kirby's Mass Attack um, Mass Harder. I don't know something. (laughs) Mass Harder. Kirby Mega Mass Attack. <laughs> Mega Mass. Master. Fat Mass. Kirby Fat Mass. Uh, that doesn't work. Uh, but yeah, no, I don't know. I'm I'm looking forward to Pikmin. It's yeah, it, it there's something missing, but I'm hoping they figure out what that is or that they show it to us because well, I, I, I love Pikmin. I'm always looking forward to a new Pikmin, whatever. The oh, Pikmin you just be. bought a, another Pikmin plush toy. Yeah, Pikmin's great. So I I have hope. There is one last game to talk about though. That... Electroplankton Two. I did you I own Electroplankton for real. Electroplankton is great. It is. I thought you were saying it mockingly, but I now nope. realize you are dead serious. Electroplankton is great. I would game. buy Electroplankton. Have you ever played Electroplankton? Not a game, but I played the stage on Smash Brawl. That doesn't count. Alright, let's let's shut out Angel for a sec. So Electroplankton, Kevin. Great game. Great game. Uh, great game. I, I, not a game. Great, not a game. Not a great, game. great interactive experience. Yeah. Great interactive great virtual. App. Yeah. Not app. It predates apps. From 2005. iPhone came out a cartridge. It was not a cartridge. I get to order from Nintendo.com. Great no software. No store would sell it because it was too weird. Fine software. Yeah. Great piece of software. Quality piece of software. Quality. All my compositions were horrible. Yeah, mine too. That, yeah, it's like, like it was fun to play. Really got it to work. No, yeah, it was just, never, no. We just messed with it. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. think we can end the sidebar and welcome Angel back to yeah. the conversation. Hi, Angel. What's up? I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the one last game is not Electroplankton 2 as much as I Darn actually it. play that. It is actually something weirder, sort of. It's weird just because I never thought Nintendo would do this, because it, it... Why? I'm sure it's a game I hope that doesn't tank. Tank Troopers is what it's called. It was good. Stop <laughs> your pun right there. So, this is literally the one thing in the entire Direct that I was actually like, huh, I've never... This is new. Like, I not for gaming, but for Nintendo. Like, everything else, like, yeah, Nintendo's other side score. Yeah, they've done a sports game. Yeah, they've done this port. Yeah, they've done that This part. is when we're like, all right, they've done submarines, so now they're doing tanks. Yeah, but it's like... Next, we'll get airplanes. Actually, an Ace Combat style... Well, we have airplanes. It's called Star Fox, and it's actually Starships, but mm. close enough. <laughs> well, yeah, that's in deep space. We want something in the atmosphere. But the gameplay is the... It's pilot wings. Yeah, yeah. You just want competitive pilot wings. Actually, that's well, no. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's more to planes than just shooting the homing missile and whatever. Yeah, I mean, true. they could easily... I mean, they can militarize just how they're doing these. Right. But yeah, so uh, tank troopers, the reason I bring it up is because I'm kind of a sucker it. for tank games, I feel like. Like... Tank, tank, tank is fun in its weird simplicity. I mean, you have it on your Wii U. Um, there was a DS game called Why Tank. Why don't you? 
<laughs> whoa, whoa. Uh, because you do, and we only play multiplayer because the demo already has, or the free version already has multiplayer. And your, your question. And your house, where we're currently recording, is the multiplayer house. No one comes to my house to play games. That's why. Because you don't invite us. Anyone allowed to That's play true. multiplayer games at your house? I mean, they're allowed if they're there. The question okay. is, can they get in? No, but, um, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah, that's why, because you're the multiplayer hub. So why would I have a multiplayer game if I'm not sure hub? You have Smash Brothers? That's true. I do, but there's single-player elements to that, but they're not in tank, 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 tank. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, I need to explain what just happened. So, um, do you? former... <laughs> Yes, I do. Because we all laugh for no reason. But fine, I won't. Whatever. Uh, so we'll leave an air of mystery. What I was going to say is um, there's this other game on the DS called Tank Beat that just the Tank Troopers kind of reminds me of. It's not a particularly good game, but I played it, and I liked it way more than did I had that any one right tank? to. What? What? Did that one flop? Oh, that one Tank. Oh. Yes, it did, in reviews and sales. But, uh, yeah, so I like that game a lot. And it's literally the same thing. You do multiplayer tank battles. You go on little recon missions and tank things. It's, third, it's like third person. It looks very similar to Tank Troopers. So if Nintendo is not making World of tank, Tanks? I've never played World of Tanks. I play World of Tanks. How it's is World of great. Tanks? Oh, okay. But <laughs> <laughs> well, let, me, let me preface that with not my type of game. Oh, well, there we go. What I was going to say is if Nintendo takes what I liked about this random game called Tank Beat that is made by a publisher that I don't even think exists anymore, and turns into an actual Nintendo-style eShop game, because it is eShop only. It's not going to come out in stores. I could get behind that, I think. And, I mean, this one does look pretty decent. Six-player local player, single cartridge download play, multiple modes if they won't tell us what they are. No word on online, but hopefully it's there. <laughs> I mean, all that sounds remotely promising, <laughs> sort of. There are different characters, each with different abilities. That give it a Mario Kart flair. You got the guy with the paintballs, got the electric shock. Oh, that's they all right. look like they're you rejected Mad he- Max characters. Like I'm on board. I'm on board. So with heroes. And so stuff. literally, the last thing I have to say about the direct is, I'm cautiously optimistic for Tank Troopers, and it is the most original thing Nintendo had in the direct because everything else they've done before, this they have not. Someone else did, but they didn't. So, following hmm. the trend. Yep. Yep. So so everything in their we've been own saying, Nintendo way. Exactly. Which is how we love it here at Random Nintendo. <laughs> wow, you should really be like our spokesperson. That was nice. Smooth. Um, but yeah, I don't know if you guys had anything else you want to talk about in the direct, but I, mm-hmm. those were the big highlights for me, at least. Nope. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean there's something you want to add? <laughs> was there something? Were you saying no, you have nothing else very yeah, passionately? Or let's let's just go on to the next topic. <laughs> no, I, I don't think we can. But anyway... Um, yeah, I think I think the takeaway for the direct is there is fun stuff coming at 3DS. Now it's very mind blowing. I think we can all agree, right? But it's a solid lineup. If you don't own a Wii U, there's actually legit stuff. If you do own a Wii U, it's less so. And I suspect next year we're gonna see a lot more on 3DS than what they've shown this far. I mean, in Japan they already announced another game that they haven't even confirmed here. At the end of the direct in Japan, they announced something called uh, Metopia. No idea what it is. It has a sword in its logo, so I'm imagining it's an RPG starring your niece. They're also re-releasing the 2DS over there. Yes, they are, in new colors. Mm-hmm. And they're putting, giving it a big marketing push. Again, going that budget angle. I'm also kind of surprised they didn't um, even acknowledge Monster Hunter Stories in this direct. I guess it's not coming out until next year sometime. Yeah. The only, the only thing they Monster Hunter game It's out? a spinoff. Yeah, it's like, it plays nothing like Monster oh, okay. Hunter. Yeah, I think the only it's like reason... like Monster Hunter Riders. It's like everyone has their own pet Monster Hunter. Monster 
They covered a lot of third-party stuff, but it was all stuff Yeah, they, they acknowledge Eighth Attorney comes out next yeah. week. Yeah, actually, September's a busy month for 3DS. I kind of so forgot it was so. coming out this soon. I was like, whoa. Yeah, we got Ace Attorney. I mean, this don't pertain to us personally, but 3DS, if you own a 3DS, I mean, there's Ace Attorney, both versions of your Kaiwatch 2, Shimigami Tensei 4, Apocalypse, woo! and something else done for... Oh, and Dragon Quest Seven, all out within the next three weeks. That's whoa, a lot. When is Apocalypse coming out? Uh, this month sometime, like the 16th, the 20th, oh, something well. like that. I need to get on that. Yeah, but, like, that's a lot in a single month. And then in October, you get just Disney Magic World 2. So they could probably balance that a little bit. Mm. But but anyway, yeah, I think we're still going to see some 3DS surprises down the road. I don't think this is the end. Um, NX and 3DS are going to live in harmony. It's going to be great. Uh, but, yeah, that pretty much does it for news, I guess. The only other thing is what we've been playing. So I guess I'll talk. Metroid Prime Federation Force well, first? Or up do you to you. Mario? Um, you can do Mario. Mario 64, it's, there isn't really much to say because it's a port, so I could just wrap sure. that up and then... So you, it's a so, well-done port. Yep. So you revisited it because it was on Virtual Console now. Yeah, I like was actually... just hit Virtual Console. Yeah, I was pretty close to buying it on the Wii U because I thought to myself, like, all right, it'd be cool to play it on a big screen and with an analog stick because we played it with the with the D-pad or if you tried with, yeah, with the nub, with the yeah. stylus. But... I figured, wait, the game is, like, within arm's reach, and I have a 3DS now, so I could actually play with the circle pad. So I played around with it for a while with the circle pad, beat a few more levels and some bosses, and it still really holds up. The game looks really, really nice. It, I, And honestly, I would probably still recommend that one over regular Super Mario 64. I mean, the yeah. only reason I would recommend Super Mario 64, the original one, is if you want to play around with the glitches, but that's probably it. Having Yoshi, Wario, Luigi just mix up the gameplay a lot. You get way more levels to play with, and those mini games were pretty mini fun. Mini games for are surprisingly. I thought they're gonna feel very tacked on when I first got the game, like at DS launch. I was shocked how much I played them compared to the main game. Yeah, it was like fifty fifty. There were like your free iPhone games before iPhone games. Yep. Uh, Angry, like, you had a little version of Angry Birds, sort of. Well, no, not really. You just slingshot toads, or I forgot what you say. Oh, Angry spiky toads. balls at bomb bombs, but. Oh, it's really fun. Fun graphics. The only thing that I guess you kind of miss out on is the multiplayer. But that's oh yeah, because that won't be in there. Yeah, they have a way to do it's it. It's funny because the game pretty much stars Yoshi, and it's all about him collecting hats to transform into the other characters until you properly unlock them, and then you get to switch between them. But it's it's still a really good game, and I would def and if you don't have it, I would definitely oh yeah I would recommend getting it that one over Super Mario sixty four. Just more they're both available. Just more diversified, yeah, basically. exactly. On what yeah. system can you play uh, 64 regular? Both on the Wii U. I think they're both available on the Virtual Console. Yeah, uh, oh, okay. the 64 one's on the Virtual Console for Wii U and Wii. DS is just on the Virtual Console for Wii U. Also playable on um, the N64 and the DS. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, yeah, so what have you been playing, Kevin? I mean, you anything of note? To Nintendo folk, since you are Nintendo, here, Nintendo. Uh, put don't you on laugh. The spot. Put you on the spot. <laughs> I'm probably gonna go back to Shimigami Tensei Four, just to get to myself ready to Apocalypse. Oh, this is in the background, in case anyone's yeah. Wondering. So, in case everyone's wondering what's been going on and why I said I have to tell you this thing, you guys told me not to tell you. So, Elvis, our old third chair. Like <laughs> uh, he started first. Elvis, our old third chair, is now uh, our tester of the third chair. <laughs> where are you playing, Elvis? Yeah, where are you playing? Just shout out. He's literally closing his 3DS. He was playing Monster Hunter a bit. Yeah, yeah. 
All right, well, I'm gonna put this back on track. Like, I know we're the Round and Tail podcast, but we're go- this is this is more random than any we've ever done. <laughs> so I'm gonna put it back on track a bit. Um, I've been playing Metroid Prime Federation. Wait, before. he was about to say. Oh, that's right. He was playing he Shin Megami. Are we going to elaborate on it at all? Well, no, you're I'm, going a, to, I'm excited for yeah. uh, Shin Megami Tensei 4 Apocalypse. When would you play it? Oh, I, uh, and I, I played it at E3. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, that was I good. was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But the, um, yeah, the, what was I going to say? The Nintendo Direct taught me you can play Apocalypse without playing the previous Shin Megami Tensei 4. Yeah, so that's great what for it beginners. Oh, so they did announce it at the Direct then. They didn't announce it. They no, it's been. Well, I mean, they didn't announce it. They just uh, they, they just talked it about. Yeah, yeah, the time yeah, yeah. It was coming That's why it was so fresh in my head. Yeah. Oh, you just thought someone just like planted a seed. No, I thought it. I th- th- no, no, I thought I just saw the trailer separately. Oh no, no, it was in the direct or something. Yeah. But okay, so you're you're gonna play that. Now I'll get to Metroid. The the episode's named after. Oh boy. It. So. I guess I should start. It's 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 gonna be a bit. Just there's a lot to say. So I guess I should <laughs> Buckle start. Buckle in, boy. Okay, <laughs> not that bad. <laughs> I mean, if people don't want to hear it, they can just turn <laughs> off the podcast. It's not that hard. Uh, what I was going to say, though, is to start, I should point out that this game has... It's an understatement to say that Nintendo fans have had mixed opinions. It's been a bit controversial. Uh, but I think as long-time listeners of the show know, you and I, Angel, have been saying since we first tried it at WonderCon in, like, March or April, that everyone's looking at it wrong. It's not yeah, Metroid I've Prime. Yeah, had nothing but positive impressions of it. Yeah, it's not Metroid Prime, but multiplayer. It's Four Swords, but Metroid. At least that's what we said at the time. And now that I had a chance to play the final game and actually kind of sit down and be in my own home and play more than a level, I'd like to amend it, that that statement. It's not Four Swords, it's Triforce Heroes. It's Triforce Heroes Metroidified, I guess. And to be clear, like I'm specifically discussing the core Metroid Federation Force game. Blast Ball, completely separate experience on the cartridge. Even like the mech customizations don't transfer over. It's like very siloed off and impressions of that I talked about back in one episode 130 so two episodes ago so if people are curious about that you can go there for that this is just Federation Force which is the newer of the two but with that said um, the basic idea and like the pros and cons of how that idea works is literally Triforce Heroes like it's weird how one to one is like you just add one more link to Triforce Heroes you put them in a mech you send them out into space and you kind of got Federation Force like it's the same structure like to be fair we're talking different genres here. Triforce Heroes, obviously, Zelda, Metroid, Federation Force is more of a, like, squad-based first-person shooter. It's kind of like those co-op runs you do in, like, Left 4 Dead or something where you have to work together to accomplish whatever more than it is Metroid. But it is following the exact same template of taking a traditionally solo Nintendo experience, morphing into this multiplayer co-op experience, and replacing all these vast open worlds that are interconnected with these very compartmentalized missions where you're dropped in, you spend 10 or 20 minutes doing a thing a task, whatever it may be, and then you're ranked either against your friends locally or if you're playing online against those people, and then you just go on to the next level. And instead of it being really deep on puzzles or heavy exploration, it's a lot lighter on puzzles and heavy exploration. And a bit more about action, a bit more about just trying to get through the level. Because that's what the Federation's all about. Huh? That's what the Federation's all about. Not like Samus that likes to take the time. to loiter and just explore. I will say that um, you do have to kind of get over... I mean, it's definitely not a deal breaker, but every time the the Marines, the Federation people, got out of their mechs and you see them, they look silly. I feel like that always kind of took me out of the game, like because they look like babies. The, well, here's the thing: that's where they were going for a sense of scale that the 3DS can't do. No, it, yeah, it makes sense why they <laughs> yeah. had to do that so, so the game could run properly. Everything but, looks chibi, but they look like babies. Everything like, looks chibi, and everything's in ratio to the mechs. 
but the mechs since they look chibi look small, which make the humans look big. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean the mechs look fine. Like you could like you get used to them, but the the little army people they look like babies. Yeah, you're right. You're you're totally or right. toddlers. It's, I mean, like Rugrats. Like, like um, what was I gonna say? It's funny because the like the graphics like when you're actually. It's hard to take them seriously, basically, when they come out. Honestly, the graphics and all that, like, that's the most Metroid-y of all of it, even though they look like babies. Like, when you're... The, the screenshots and trailers, they don't do it again justice. When you're playing in 3D on your 3DS, it really does kind of feel like Metroid Prime. Like, you've got the see-through helmet view. It actually feels a bit more real now, thanks to the 3D effect. You've got, like, the ambient music. You've got the weather effects on the planets. There's snow, there's sand, there's heat waves. Like, things are moving about. It really did feel like Next Level Games was trying to make Federation Force feel like it's part of Metroid, even though the chibi thing kind of threw it off. I think they did mostly a good job. The chibi thing is the one problem, and that's just because, like, I don't think there's a way to make the correct proportions of a Metroid Prime game work on a tiny 3DS, especially since the 3DS doesn't even have anti-aliasing. So if they did go for the yeah. more realistic look, everything would be so awful. <laughs> like, it kind of, like, if you look at Metroid Prime Hunters, they made everything very polygonal. All the new characters are very sharp-edged to accommodate for the bad graphics. This time they decide Chibi accommodates for it. I don't know if that works exactly, but if you look past Chibi, like if you're in the first person mode, it really does feel like Metroid. Like they, I think they kind of nailed that. But would you say that everything in this game, the prime aspect of the title is totally justified? I think what prime means for Nintendo is different than what fans interpret it as. Because fans interpret prime as being Metroid Prime 1, 2, 3. Nintendo yeah. interprets Prime as being anything from that more modern Metroid 3D universe. I mean, there's Metroid Prime Pinball. There's Metroid Prime Hunters. Hunters was a full-on first-person shooter. Pinball was just referencing the other well, crimes. Well, Hunters... Wasn't Hunters canon? Hunters was canon, one, and, two, so three? Is, and so is Federation Force in 1, 2, 3. Anything that's part of that Metroid universe or references that Metroid universe, they consider Prime. The problem is fans view Prime... Pinball was Prime. I mean, Pinball, Prime. Yeah, so I just canon. Said, yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah. The problem is... Fans view Prime as being the retro studios developed first person adventures, while Nintendo's like, nah, anything that's first person or ties into the story, we'll call Prime. Like, they're not going to call Fusion Prime, obviously, but that's its own thing that takes place separately. <laughs> that's madness. That, that, that's crazy talk. But yeah, anything that fits this little weird bubble, they're yeah, like, well, I mean, it's Prime. They didn't call Metroid Other M, Metroid Prime Other M. Yeah, yeah, they didn't because it's too different. It had, like, hints of Prime, but it was its own thing. But, uh, but yeah, going back to the... I did want to say this. I kind of got sized up. But going back to the Triforce Heroes comparison, there is one other thing like Triforce Heroes that Federation Force does, and that is not have voice chat, <laughs> which oh. you would think would... So classic Nintendo staple. Yeah, exactly. And now, all their games. Now, to Federation Force's credit, they replaced the four or five or six emoticons of Triforce Heroes. You know, you could, like, tap yeah. to, like, yay... They replace it with three times as many options in the form of pre-recorded dialogue. So it's literally like, come over here, go do that, do this. So you kind of have that, which kind of helps. It's still a little bit of a struggle to always convey exactly what you want to say, because there's only so many times you're like, do this, and it's like, do what? I don't know how it is in the yeah. normal game, but when I was playing basketball and I was telling Jason, it says it in your native language, and there's no yeah. subtitles when you're actually playing. So when I was playing basketball, and I was playing with a, a Japanese person and like a Russian person, I was just hearing like, random words like it didn't help so now here's the problem i only played online with americans somehow i picked like it just circumstantially they were problem. speakers i should say because i can't confirm if they address that well i would think if you play internationally oh. there'd be subtitles on the bottom of the screen because there you know you have room for it but or on the bottom screen maybe 
but I have no way to confirm that. So I don't know what it's like in Singapore because I only played with English speakers. But I maybe yeah. it's the same issue. I'm not sure. But I feel like what a weird issue. It's a super weird issue. Like it's cool in like, basketball in a weird way because it's like oh, it's like regardless of your language, we're all in this together. Yeah, like, but but, yeah. but not understanding what they're saying. I mean, literally. I know they could be telling me like to like go defend the goal, but I'm like oh, you can say hello. Yeah, let me go do this. Let me go do the opposite. Yeah. But, I, yeah, I, I will say the triple the dialogue does make it less of an issue, mm-hmm. like communicating in Federation Force, uh, just because there's so many options. But it, it really, it actually kind of makes me feel like Next Level Games or Nintendo, one of the two, really saw what went wrong with Triforce Heroes in terms of the feedback and actually like kind of compartmentalized it. It's like, okay, here's the issues for our next co-op experience. Let's address these problems. And then did, which is kind of nice. Like, Besides tripling the pre-written messages, another major improvement that Federation Force had over Triforce Heroes is you can actually play solo. In Triforce Heroes, you had to have a person to play with. In Federation Force, the entire game can be played solo. The level layouts don't change, which is a little odd. Yeah, do you want to uh, play this game solo? Well, that's the thing. On the It's a double-edged sword, I feel like. Because on the one hand, it makes for the closest thing to a true Metroid Prime experience. Like It really feels more like Metroid Prime when you're playing solo. You're isolated. You kind of have to figure things out on your own. That The game does a really good job of atmosphere. So, like, the music and the ambient sound and, like, the snowfall, all that just is that much more apparent when there aren't people running around shouting things yeah, in foreign yeah, languages so. and shooting random walls. So, like, that, on that level, it's nice. But because the layouts don't change, you sometimes need to complete puzzles, like, four times over, which is weird. Like, literally, the second, le- the second level of the game... Uh, I had to shoot these balls into these holes to unlock a door. Now, if you're playing multiplayer, each person gets a ball. If you're playing single player, you get all four. So I had to go to one and do that. And I'd go do it at a second one. And then go do it at a third one. And then go do it at the last one. And they were all slightly different in, like, the path they take, which Uh I guess is variety. (laughs) But it's just, like, this is a little redundant. And the problem with that is it takes time to do that. Yeah. And not just time, like, oh, no, I'm wasting my time. The game ranks your performance in a level based on how long it takes to beat the level. And it does not, from what I can tell, accommodate if you're playing single player and go, oh, you'll get a higher ranking that's, you awesome. know, with more time because you're solo. Like, I was getting barely... Because you get medals, and medals unlock new things for you. And you get medals, more medals, the better you do in time limits. So... I was not even getting a single medal because it's like, oh, the optimal time is eight minutes and you took 19. I'm like, yeah, because I had to roll a ball across the stage four times. Yeah. That's so that, that's kind of a bummer. But, weird issue. Yeah, and, and also the enemies don't change for single player. You have the exact same number of enemies. They're the exact same strength. What you do get in single player are these little droids that float around you that you can equip to auto-fire on people. And you can use a mod chip called the Lone Wolf that will do double damage. So okay. the enemies are the same strength, but you're also stronger. Which actually brings me to one of the more interesting parts of the game, which are the mod chips. So throughout each level, there are these hidden chips. Um, they grant you new abilities. You find them in like nooks and crannies. You can equip you can equip up to three at any one time to your mech, but it's not just three of your choosing. You have to balance it based on weight. So like you can't have super powerful things. They kind of have like a checks and balances system. And in I feel like in standard co-op shooters, this is kind of like you know assigning your role. Like I'm the healer. I'm the sniper. I'm the whatever. But, you know, it, it it's just kind of that broad level. But yeah. for Federation Force, it kind of gets really specific and crazy. Because you can, like, the idea of, like, one role per player kind of goes out the window because of how many mod chips there are. There are tons of these things. So, like, 
Uh, we I could have a team that has two teammates that are deploying decoys with their mod chips, so the enemies are lured to them. Then there could be a third player who has a scanner chip in, so he can scan the enemy, find the weak point, and then a fourth player that might have like a shock ability can then target specifically that point on the enemy. And it's kind of like the, the idea of like a healer or a missile guy or whatever, it kind of falls to wayside. It's just sort of like you each can be a healer or each be an attacker or whatever, but the chips let you do them in different ways, which is kind of nice. It's almost like, I guess it's almost like picking up items or picking up guns that you find on the ground in a normal shooter. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of Metroidified in that you have to find these different mod chips hidden around, which is the closest it gets to like a real Metroid gameplay experience of that whole thing where, you know, you go, um, you go into a level... You find the item. Now you backtrack to the previous level. That item lets you do the new section in the old level. You know what I mean? Like the whole Metrovania map. This doesn't really do that because it's sectioned off by mission. Mm -hmm. But they try and recreate. The mod chips kind of do that because you're slowly getting new abilities over time and using them in, on enemies in different ways. And you also have this weird thing where like... Um, Sorry, I lost my train of thought. What was I going to say? They also have this weird thing where the game's trying to mimic the feel of having the old setup where you go to the same planet multiple times but with new abilities by literally having the missions ping-pong you between the same couple planets. Mm -hmm. So you start one with only one ability, then you go somewhere else, and then you come back, and then you go away again, and then you come back. So between that and just, like, the juggling of finding these chips while battling enemies, while reading computer logs that are scattered around levels, that whole dynamic... That is the most Metroid-y thing about Federation Force. Everything else just feels like a squad shooter, which isn't a problem. It's fun, but the most Metroid-y thing is definitely, like, doing a little dabbling and learning and finding things while also ping-ponging all over the place. The only problem is it's much more linear now. Mm. Or not necessarily a problem, but the only difference is it's much more linear now. So, so yeah, that's kind of the, the big one. I mean, I haven't played all the missions. There are 22 of them. But it is pretty varied so far. Like even with all the going back and forth, I haven't felt like there's any redundancy. You sometimes go out of your mech, which is kind of interesting. It's almost like the equivalent of like not in gameplay, but in concept of like having the morph ball where you literally transform into a different thing that does different things. But since these mechs can't roll, they just pop you out and you walk around on your feet and go mm. crawl through air vents and stuff. Okay. So it, it it's pretty fun. Like between that and the presentation, it does feel Metroid, even though it's not Metroidy. I think if there's one thing I had to nitpick though, it's the controls. So, what? But they're exactly like Metroid Prime. Well, no, they're not. Sorry. If you're on a new 3DS like me... Okay, so they're like Metroid Prime 3. They are dual analog, but there are no dual analog, true dual, dual analog. So if you're playing with a normal 3DS, or if you're playing by with the default settings, you're using the gyro tame. You move with the left analog on your 3DS and the gyro... Because when I played it, it was literally just like Metroid Prime. Nope, you aim with the gyro. Not when I played it. Well, okay, I should rephrase. You don't and you do. If you hold R, it lets you move around with the gyro. That's it. It was exactly like... It but, was exactly Metroid Prime. Yeah, but it just feels like the gyro... You need to do that more than you think, and the gyro just doesn't... It's not as good as Zelda right. ports. I don't... Cause those well, those were, are slower. You can shoot a bow and arrow or something from far away. You can kind of shoot an enemy from far away in Metro, but then there's five more of them behind you, too, and six more kind of, because it's action-y. It's more of a shooter than Zelda. It's a first-person shooter. Gotcha. So, so if you, you can use the gyro or the C-stick if you're on a new 3DS. So, um, for Blast Ball, the gyro is actually pretty great. It was actually so good that I didn't even realize the C-stick was an alternative option when I was playing Blast Ball, and that's simply because it makes sense in Blast Ball. You need 
to only aim in front of you. The ball is in front of you. The goal is in front of you. So yeah, you can like tilt it ever so slightly to angle your shot to move the ball a certain way, but you're never spinning around. There's never enemies all around you. There's a single ball. For the core Federation Force gameplay, though, you're thrown into levels where enemies are coming every which way. It's 360 degrees. you got to be able to spin around quickly. And it's kind of hard to do that unless you're in like a swivel chair. Like, how do you do that with the gyro in a way that you're not just contorting yourself in weird angles? So I switched to the C-stick, and even that felt off at first, too, because that, um, the C-stick is not a stick. It's like one of those Lenovo rubber nub things. So, like a ThinkPad thingy. Yeah. So, I had to mess with the sensitivity for a while, and I finally got to a point where it's pretty good. And and next level game seems to realize if you're using the C stick, you're not using the face button. So they actually map a lot of it to the extra shoulder buttons, which is really, it actually feels really comfortable. But then there's occasionally still weird things where it's like, clearly this is an alternative control scheme. There's no true way to do this. Where like, there's probably a way to do this I couldn't figure out, but sometimes you have to pick up an object and take it to a goal for your mission. That requires you to hold A. The C stick is right above A. You have to like kind of claw your 3DS funny to hold A and move the C stick to like navigate properly. Like it's, it's, yeah. Uh. (laughs) It's a little weird. So I think I think it's me, and I think there's a way to do that not awkwardly, but that just kind of embodies... They were so close to the controls, but the gyro's just a little too... Yeah, a little too hard to spin around with. The C6 is not quite sensitive. Now it's, it's almost there. But if you can look past that, if you want to accept the Federation Force is not a true Metroid, but more of a, like, Nintendo equivalent of a co-op, like, squad shooter... There's actually a lot of fun here. It is a fun game. It's really well done. They put a lot of, like, it really feels like Next Level James, games, James. <laughs> Next Level James and all the other people at Next Level Games, uh, they put, it definitely feels like they put a lot of heart and soul into it. It just, it seems like fans just did not want this. So if you can get over that and get over the lack of voice contr- uh, voice chat, I'd say that much like Triforce Heroes, to kind of bring it all full circle, the pros definitely outweigh the cons, and it is a very fun game. Plus, it comes with Blast Ball, and Blast Ball is awesome. So, long story short, yeah, I recommend it. If if you can get over those hurdles, mentally, and deal with no voice chat and weird controls. But if you get over those, it's great. <laughs> so, I would I would recommend checking it out. Like, if nothing else, if you're unsure if you can handle the controls or like the controls, there's always Blast Ball, which is free to download. So, you can do, go do that, mess with the controls, decide if they're cramp your hand to death or not and then from there get Federation Force. I think anyone that yeah. would able to play Kid Icarus can master any kind of controls. So. See, I could not comfortably play Kid Icarus because they didn't put a left-handed mode in. A proper one, I should say. Which is insane to me. Because right. Sakurai is... Yeah, and so is Sakurai, the guy that made the game. Sakurai! <laughs> he didn't put in a proper left-handed mode. Exactly, and you managed with this one, so just imagine if you somehow... I barely managed. I did not... It really hindered the experience. But yeah, the, it, yes, fair enough. And I think, um, yeah, let's, let's say anyone has any questions about Federation Force. That might do it for this episode. No? No? Cool. Yeah, okay. I guess so. So, yeah, so everyone, tune in to our next episode, Sunday, September 18th. Uh, you know, it could end up being a big one because the Tokyo Game Show takes place that same weekend. Ooh, and in, Fantasy 15 news. Yeah, that, see, that part doesn't pertain to Nintendo, but what does... Is they have a you habit never know. They could announce Final Fantasy for the NX. For actually, you're right. But what 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 really pertains to them is Nintendo likes to announce things not at TGS but before TGS. The Wii Remote reveal before TGS, like that same week. They've done it before with other stuff. They when they announced like the pricing for the Wii U is that same week. They like and the launch lineup and the same with the Wii. They like that week. So there are rumors that the NX is being announced properly, formally in September, and our next episode is after the Magic Week that Nintendo loves. So. 
you know, we didn't talk this episode about dumb... They're not dumb, but I don't know how you make a conversation out of a rumor about the system being 14 millimeters thick, potentially, or that it has force feedback rumble, or that there's a share button, or that the screen is 720p. Like, I don't know where those conversations would go. But when you bundle all those points into a bigger conversation of, here's the NX, it's a real thing, then we have something to talk about. And I'm pretty sure we... I'm 60 to 70% sure we're going to have NX to talk about next episode. And even if we don't, there's still going to be news, there's still going to be rumors. We have Street Pass game impressions we could hopefully give if we get some Street Passes. So, it's worth checking out. So make sure you don't miss it by following us on Twitter at Nintendo. Subscribe to us on iTunes, subscribe to us on Google Play Music, subscribe to us on whatever you use. Um, and Are you on Spotify yet? No, because they, they cherry-pick them. They oh, have really? to be, like, approved. Mm. Like, more so than that iTunes. Sucks. Like, iTunes, they'll approve you, just make sure you're not, like, Shying hate speech, yeah, but <laughs> but uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you were shying some pretty some pretty harsh Sonic Adventure one hate speech <laughs> earlier, but <laughs> yeah, you might have to. We might we might get. Explicit. I know it's getting pretty bad, but yeah. So you guys can also subscribe in there if you like the show. Consider leaving us a review because that does help us out with getting exposure to new people. So that'd be cool. Um, also, you can follow us on Twitter individually for our thoughts on games and things. I am JSR Seven. Angel is Wero W E R R O underscore O. And Kevin, you are KVN Gomez. Uh, that's right. I should know that. I follow you. <laughs> and yeah, we'll be back in two weeks' time on the 18th with uh, hopefully NX, if not NX, a lot of other stuff. So we'll see you then. Yep. Yeah.